shirt is out. Can y'all really feel me? Peachy's in the house, says she's always on a milli. Out west, he's the king of the bay. Fatino's all gritty, yeah, that boy don't play. Hold up. From the bay to the streets, Breezy represents the east, so we call him the beast. Together they form a powerful being like Voltron. Don't miss a single episode, turn your bells on. Nitty green, it's the lightest talk. Glowing like a better table wall. Nitty green, it's the lightest talk. We outline players up and show. Nitty green, it's the lightest talk. Don't like it, better take a walk. Nitty gritty, this the line is tall. Line is tall, nitty gritty, this the line is tall. Yo, what's going on? What up, what up, what up? Hey, yo, yo. You guys, welcome to Nitty Gritty Niners Talk. I'm Peachy. We got Fair and Moe's joining us. Breezy will be here shortly. But um, we want to say uh, what's up to all the faithful out there and everything. So, guys, how um, how are you guys doing today? Feeling good, feeling great. Uh, had another day off. Um Back to work tomorrow, though. So, uh, Mo's Mo, Mo, looks angry. All right. Um, I'm, yeah, my day was okay. Thank you. Next. <laughs> Mo's, what's going on, man? Listen, man. <laughs> Fair to mess me up, dog. <laughs> another day off. You know, basking in the ambiance is nothing to do. <laughs> Yo, this week was crazy. And I was trying to come in here positive. Mm-hmm. I was trying to come in here with a with a positive outlook because as crazy as the week looked, today kind of kind of calmed down a little bit. It was hectic in the morning, but a project that I was working on for my boss's boss got done. Looks great. She's going to be happy with it. So I was trying to come in here with a positive attitude. But as I'm coming into the show, I got to keep coming in and out. My computer wasn't recognizing the webcam. Come on, brother. I had to restart the computer, come back in. It's like, it's, if it ain't one thing, it's another. So I'm trying to be positive, but my camera wasn't working. And Fair talk over here gloating about his day off. So, <laughs> man. Rose, why, why is it, man, that me and you, like Wednesdays, <laughs> you just have so many technical problems. Like, if it's not storms, it's it's just crazy stuff that just pops up like out of the blue why is it that it happens to me and you like all i have not monday my camera was fine tuesday my exactly. camera was fine. i come in here today i didn't do the computer has been sitting in the studio <laughs> i don't do anything with this computer other than this stuff mm-hmm. yeah now my, my computer don't want to recognize the camera it's insane Mose. it's like <laughs> we get ready to do nitty-gritty wednesday <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, I had a pretty decent day. Um, it was just a normal Wednesday, a little training here and there. You know, we're doing some different things at work for our new hires. So um, dealing with that and everything like that. But other than that, and there wasn't really nothing spectacular. Got my little vodka crayon right here, though, to keep me company today. Um, my Lakers lost last night, which sucked. So that was that had me in a funky mood. You know, as that's, far as that goes, like, that's okay. 
That's okay because Bree <laughs> Breezy Breezy might not show up. His Celtics is losing right now to these I Knicks. see that. I know. That's what I'm thinking. Like he may just go to bed. <laughs> he might not show up tonight because of these Celtics. You're <laughs> gonna have to wait and see. Man, let me tell you. So we have like so many Laker haters, and that's okay with me. But let me <laughs> let me tell you guys a like a small story real quick before we get into this. Um I'm a Jordan girl. Like I grew up like, you know, MJ, that was my guy. So when MJ left, you know, like when he came back or whatever, and then left for good, like when he retired officially, I quit the NBA. Like I didn't mm. watch the NBA. I didn't care about it or nothing. Um, when I came back to the NBA, which has not been that long ago, it's actually just been about since 2012. When I came back to the NBA, my ex, is a diehard Laker fan and got me into what I did, what I did have as the baby Lakers when the rebuild, like when Kobe was on his way out and the rebuild. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, that's gone. So, I mean, I don't know what I'm supposed to do now because <laughs> the only reason why that I, that I did was because I wanted to get with a team that was rebuilding you know, and, and all this stuff and start from the ground up with them. I told him, I said, that's the only reason why I'm going to do that. So because of my fandom and the way that I am being a fan, I'm not like a fake fickle fan. Like I don't just leave because of whatever. So I'm still riding with the Lakers. I know a lot of 49er fans are Warriors fans or bandwagon Warrior fans, whichever one you want to call it, which is fine, but I can take it. I didn't grow up a Laker fan. Like I said, I grew up an MJ fan. So I just thought I'd put that out there where everybody's coming to me with all this stuff. Like, I don't, it's, it's not even about all that. I'm a 49er girl. You can say That's anything it. you want to about anybody, but don't say nothing about my 49ers and we're good. So <laughs> That's it. That's all I got to say. But anyway, thank you guys for tuning in. We're going to get through some formalities here. Um, one that we have right here is Raise Energy Drinks. They're at repsports.com. And the promo code that you use is Drink Breezy. And we think it takes off for like the shipping or sending them to you or whatever. But um, I don't have have that. So I just have my, you know, my um, crayon, crayon vodka over here on <laughs> the side of me to keep me warm tonight. So that's what I had there. But you guys need to do the Rays because the Rays taste fantastic. And they have some great flavors out there that I'm sure that you guys will really enjoy. Next, we would like you guys to like, comment, and subscribe on YouTube at youtube.com backslash Wayne Breezy. If you have not, or if you know someone who's not subscribed, because I assume everybody that's on here has subscribed, because come on now, we are trying to get to 2000. We are almost there. So we would like for you guys to help us to get to 2K. We are going to be doing something sensational for one of our subscribers once we do get to 2K. So it's very important that you do that. And it's also important that you like these uh, videos that we bring to you. We work hard on these to bring you guys the best, most awesome content that we possibly can with all things 49ers. So we really appreciate if you guys would like. And also comment because after the show is over, we also um, go back and look at the comments and if you leave comments after the show, we do respond to those. Breezy's really good about doing that. I'm trying to get into the habit of coming back doing that too. But we would love to interact with you guys. Doesn't matter whether you have a negative comment, it doesn't matter positive, it doesn't matter. We still have no problem interacting with you because everybody has their own mind. 
Next, we would like you guys to continue to follow and subscribe on Twitch. Um, from time to time, there are going to be some really good Twitch um, giveaways on there that we're going to have. I know we have poll questions on the, our regular Nitty Gritty show that we have Mondays. So we need you guys to also do that. And that's twitch.tv backslash Wayne Breezy. We also need you guys to follow and subscribe on Facebook at Nitty Gritty Niners, spelled all the way out. The lovely Miss Debbie runs our Facebook page, and it has grown exponentially <laughs> compared to what it was. So we really um, appreciate her for all of her hard and diligent work on that page. And in the group, you guys can actually interact as fans and, like, post things. If you see something that you want to put in there, you can add it to it. If you comment, if you have any suggestions or anything like that, you can always do that on Facebook. So we really appreciate you guys doing that. We also have an Instagram. It's at Nitty Gritty Niners, also spelled all the way out on IG. That's also becoming very interactive. And we thank you guys for that as well. And of course, everyone knows about our Twitter. It's at Nitty Gritty 9, the number 9, E-R-S, that we have on there. Uh, you guys um, continue to keep that popping. So we really appreciate that as well. We also have an email address that you guys can always contact us at, nittygrittyniners at gmail.com. We would appreciate any kind of uh, feedback that you have, any pictures, anything you want to send us, you know, fan-related to games, anything. We love getting all that, that cool stuff and seeing all that activity, especially because we live on the East Coast, so it's hard for us to make it to the Niner home games. So please, if you guys want to put your pictures on there, like, um, send them to email or Facebook. That'd be great for us. We appreciate it. And of course, we have our apparel, which is located www.nittygrittyniners.com, which is spelled all the way out. And that's where you can get your, the latest tray shirts. You can get the latest nitty gritty gear and also the nitty gritty accessories like cups and masks and, and all kinds of cool things like that, socks and all kinds of fun things. For the women, we have some really cool looking tank tops and exercise wear, different things like that. So you guys can do that. We're also going to have some, some new things coming up with our 49er players. We got some awesome ideas that Breezy's working on with some people. So we're fixing to build that up again and have that going straight. But we appreciate you guys for tuning in for our show. Um, it was a... It was kind of a busy day for the 49ers, <laughs> a little bit, just a little bit today. Um, we did have a practice today, so I got some news for you guys. We want to kind of run through here. If I can pull it up. There we go. Okay, let's see. What do we got? Why don't you pull up the wrong one? I think I got, yes, the right one. Okay, so we have the 49ers participation report for Wednesday. We had that did not practice. Javon Kinlaw, we'll get into more stuff about him later. Quarterback Trey Lance, which is his knee, and Kinlaw also the knee, so everybody knows. Um, tackle Trent Williams, ankle, elbow. That was a little shocking, but I believe that might have been more of a vet situation. Um, limited was our quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo with his calf. Linebacker Marcel Harris with thumb. But the coolest thing was is full practice or full participation was our cornerback K1 Williams, Baby Shark, the cat. Eight. So that was awesome to have that. Yes. I was glad to see I was glad to see that. 
So um, what what stick out to you guys? On did anything stick out on there with you oh, guys about who wasn't there, who was there? I mean, par for the course. I think we kind of knew what was going on with you know who we have injured. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, it, it's still kind of troubling that uh, Trey isn't ready to play. Um, the fact that he won't be ready this week, but could be ready next week. I we we've talked about that at length. So I think that's still a little troubling, but everything else is kind of you know par for the course. I think we knew um everybody who was gonna be there and who wasn't gonna be there for the most part. Yeah, I think I agree, man. Um I mean I I guess I agree because we also don't know what our with our training staff, if someone's actually going to come back on the days that they say they are. So right. I'm happy to see K1 practicing and being yeah. full participant and actually meeting the timetable for a change of what they said was going to happen. Um, and, you know, that just shores up a position that we are a little thin and would like to see some of the, the people we know on the field. Gotcha. So, um, we had some some. Uh, did you guys get to watch the pressers? Because it's fine if you didn't get to watch them. I kind of kind of can summarize <laughs> a lot. Yeah, I skimmed through. Yeah, it was. Um, <laughs> Kyle's a trip. <laughs> yeah, he's <laughs> it's a trip. This guy, man. Kyle is off the chain, man. For real. Okay, so let's see. I think Nat, tell me what this is. Okay, so this was from Nick Wagner. And this is that Jimmy Garoppolo is it is limited because team wants to be certain that he can do everything, but he will mostly be full go. According to Kyle, Shanahan is optimistic. Garoppolo will be ready for Sunday night. Trey Lance is not expected to be available for the game. So. <sighs> <laughs> So if Jimmy is not able to do everything, <laughs> which which I which I feel is which I feel is wordplay and misleading because we yeah. know Jimmy is not able to do everything right. when he's one hundred percent healthy. <laughs> but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> if, if Jimmy's not able to do everything, so that means we're going into Sunday night with Nate Sudfeld. Bro. Yeah. <laughs> or like or like young Jeezy said, and then what? <laughs> right. So first Jimmy Jim Garoppolo can't go. And then what? Then what we doing? Because mm. I don't know. I don't yeah. know, man. It's, it's gonna be a little crazy if Jimmy can't go from the injury that he had uh, a few weeks back. Um, but yeah, like you said, it, it's a play on words, man. We'll 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 see Jimmy out there and uh hopefully. Uh, leading us to victory. Do you know what's even more scarier, guys? It's gonna rain, mm. Mm. and it's gonna rain quite a bit. So it's gonna be a rainy Sunday night ball game <laughs> with with a a um whatever Jimmy's gonna be able to do out there. <laughs> so is that is that like a built-in excuse for him then? I hey. I don't know. Your don't guess know. I is just, as good as mine, bro. I feel like that just means we'll just run the ball. Like, we don't got a choice. You well, know? speaking of running the ball, 
Kyle Shanahan, if you, like I said, if you guys even skimmed through it and heard it, was talking about running the football. Mm. Talking about there was one of the the issues that the 49ers have been dealing with is not being able to run the football. And that we all know that the 49ers are more successful when we do so. Kyle Shanahan did bring that up over the bye week, that that is one main thing that they did address was the ability to run the football. So we will see what happens. He was, I think he was also talking about Mitchell a little bit about getting him back out there and everything. And Mitchell himself, you know, as everybody knows, has already been talking about all the bad things he saw in the film and he was sickened by what he saw. So let's hope that the 49ers are able to run the ball because that's one thing in the rain that you've got to be able to do is run the ball because if even if you're an elite passer, and we all know we're not dealing with one, um, you're still going to struggle. You're still going to have problems. And then with our receivers, I mean, hell, they've already been dropping balls. So this, yeah, we got to be able to run. They've already been dropping passes, and now you want to introduce the element of water? Exactly. No so, way. <laughs> no way. Good times all around, for everybody. <laughs> so. I think, let's see, what is this? Trying to, oh, okay. So these are just a couple of, of news things that came out um, from 49ers on NBCS. says the 49ers knew that Ambry Thomas would need time and development before he could help the team. But John Lynch says they have a good plan for the young corner. Mm. So how do you guys feel about that as far as um, Ambry? getting in there and and maybe that explains a lot you know a lot of people are wondering like where's he at is he sucking is he not you know like what what's going on so not quite as far along i think as everybody thought he was going to be is what it sounds like to me yeah uh mose you want to take that one <laughs> i mean listen after. everything out of out of john and kyle's mouth right now i don't believe i i'm i'm one of them Gotcha. Normally, you know, I, I have faith and I believe in what they say. Um, but now it's gotten to the point where I take everything they say with a grain of salt. Like it's at face value. Like I don't believe it until I see it. Uh, uh, they Apparently they had a plan for Solomon Thomas. That plan failed. Uh, apparently they had a plan for Reuben Foster, not schematically on the field, but to keep him in line to keep him on the straight and narrow to mm-hmm. surround him with veteran players, you know, who can, you know, coach him up at how to, how to be a professional, how to be a man. There was a plan for him too. that field. There was a plan for Joe Williams that field. They always seem to have a plan, but are these plans really working out? Right. Uh, so yeah, they say they have a plan for Ambry Thomas. I would like to know what it is. Who are you having him learn from? Josh Norman, Drake Kirkpatrick, guys right. who don't play a similar position or style as him. Mm-hmm. Maybe a jo- maybe a Josh mm-hmm. Norman yeah. because of that press man technique. Mm-hmm. But you're talking about a corner that's 6'1", 200 plus versus a 5'10", 5'11", 185-pound guy. Mm-hmm. So they – they can they can play press man, but it's two different styles of press man. Ambry's style will be more finesse, whereas Josh Norman's is a bit more aggressive. Yep. So 
he can learn a few techniques from Josh Norman, but ultimately he's not going to deploy all of those techniques because that's just not his style. So what is the plan? Mm. You don't have a guy like Joe Woods on your staff anymore who we knew was good at developing secondary players. So don't sell me on a plan when from the outside looking in, I can't even put two and two together as what your plan would be. So that's how I feel about it. Yeah, I, I, I agree, Moe's, man. I just feel like um, putting like a, a square peg into a round hall hole here. You know what I mean? They drafted somebody who doesn't necessarily fit what we run often, and they're just trying to give them time to develop. And I get it. He's a rookie. We're not – nobody expected him to start week one. But we have the injuries that you have, and he's still not seeing the field. Some some kind of red flags for me, man. I, I would expect the third-round corner to be able to jump in after the third and fourth person is down. You know what I mean? When it's third man down, fourth man down, he should be up. Like your, your number's being called. Why are you getting passed over? That's It's a little red flaggish to me, man. So I guess we'll see if that plan comes to fruition down the line, but it doesn't look like it's happening this year at all. Understood. Okay, so then we have <laughs> another yeah. subject yeah. from Matt Mayoko. 49ers GM John Lynch. It's really important that the Aaron Banks of the world become players. Aaron Banks, in my belief, is going to be a great player for us going forward. I'm very confident in that. Again, lip service. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How in, in this regime, how many second round picks have panned out so far? <laughs> right. How many are still on the team? <laughs> that's a that's another question. That's wild. Only second round pick that I, I can recall off the top of my head, and it's sad if I'm not recalling anybody else. But right. um Debo. Debo. Is the only second round player in this regime from John and Kyle yeah. that has shown some type of success. So right. yeah, it, it 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 is important for the Aaron Banks of the world to become players. It's not important for Aaron Banks. I mean, I'm sure it is personally, but in your mind, it's not important for Aaron Banks to become a player. It's important for you for Aaron Banks to become a player. Banks. Right. If Aaron <laughs> Banks doesn't become a player, that's your your swing and miss ratio on first and second round picks is very high. It's wild. So yeah, wow. it's important. It's important for you, your job security. Because if, as we've talked about before on this show, John Lynch is going to be the scapegoat. If this thing doesn't go right, if we don't make the playoffs this year, mm -hmm. John Lynch potentially can be the scapegoat. Oh yeah. And I do not put it past Kyle sneaking up to Jed's office and say, look, it was fun while it lasted. He got to go. We need somebody else in here to buy himself some more time. Right. The thing, the thing is, um, with this situation is, back to the pressers, Kyle actually discussed this a little bit with the Aaron Banks situation when it comes to Brunskill. And um, he was basically saying, you know, I can't quote it word for word, and we have no presser videos or that stuff. But I think what what they were trying to ask him 
is, you know, if Brian Skill, you know, like if he's, if there's somebody else that might be out to replace him, because I guess because Aaron Banks came up, I think people are wondering if, you know, Aaron Banks was fixing to, you know, upend Brian Skill, you know, because of his play. And Kyle said that, uh, you know, that he that there's always going to be competition and, you know, you're always going to have someone that is going to push you. So I'm wondering if, just like you said, Mose, like, can we even take, I mean, I'm really starting to get like you again. I used to be like this all the time. I used to not believe anything that they had to say in regards to what it, and I'm, and I'm really starting to get that way now because, it, it sounded to me like they were saying that Aaron Banks might be getting ready to play. But then when you see this and then you see it and it doesn't sound like that it's doing it, you know what I'm saying? Um, then. So it, it just really, you know, is, is crazy that we're dealing with this Aaron Banks, because first we thought that Aaron Banks wasn't going to play at all this year. And then Kyle made it sound like that, he might play in a couple weeks. So <laughs> you just don't, you just never know. You just absolutely never know what, you know, is, is the deal on that. I mean, but, uh, I mean could it be any worse okay. than what we have on the right side right now? Like, <laughs> can it be worse? I don't Ooh, know. No, like no. It, it, if, if this is what's, Going on on the right side again. This is what we have issues with that corner. Why are we not at least seeing what, what we got? Or is it that bad that you don't even want to risk it? That's where my brain goes because as a you know, I I I coach. You no, know, again, right. it's little, it's kids, mm-hmm. but I coach and and there's some times where I gotta put my you know not so great player and I'll just throw them all the way to the far right. <laughs> and and I'll just put them outside where the play isn't going. Is that what we're seeing here with Aaron Banks? Like Kyle don't want to put him in because he he's a liability. He's a liability, man. And and him not being ready is is ter- That's a bad look for Lynch. That's a really bad look for Lynch, man. We second round players should be starting. I'm sorry, should be starting. Especially when you could have have gotten other players, and we'll just leave it at that. Where you mm-hmm. literally were right in the position to sit right there and draft like the gold mine of a second round player, but no, you yeah. were trying to outsmart yourself and everybody else and do this. And right now, the, some of these picks are just not—they're just not where it's at. Shout sure. out to Miss Debbie for a super chat. We don't have Breezy's horn out thing out or anything, but you know, thank you, Miss Debbie. We appreciate it. They say they have plans for players on and off the field. Oh, cool. That'll work. Gotcha. You go fair. <laughs> Thank you. Our bros always got my back. They say they have plans for players on and off the field, but just not executing. Such a sad state of affairs all around. That's yeah. a great point. That is something else that Kyle did bring up um, in the presser. Yep. And said, and, and it really irked me. And the reason why it irked me, you guys, is because it's like Kyle does not like to take, like, he doesn't like to, you know, like our show mirror we had. Apparently, he doesn't think he's doing that many things wrong. Mm. And he thinks that it's more of the players that are doing things wrong. That pisses me off, man. <laughs> I feel you. 
I mean, he's he's a narcissist, right? Yes. Like that, is that that not what we get out of Kyle's personality when you yes. hear him and see him talking? Like he just truly mm. thinks that there's nothing wrong no. with him and nothing wrong with his play call and everything is the execution. <laughs> and a lot of times, you know, we look at the all 22 after and, and see that that's not the case. That's not the case. Last year and maybe the year before, if we didn't have a positive play, I, I, I might be able to agree with Kyle. This year, I don't know if the plays that you're calling are the right thing, man. And you, you, you're not setting these players up to be successful. That's your job as the coach because you can't get out there and play for them. Your job is to set them up so it's simple enough for them to know what they're doing and they execute. It's easy for them to execute the play. It doesn't seem like that's what's happening this year at all. Absolutely. Oh, I mean, <laughs> you don't have nothing. <laughs> I, I don't because it, it, like Ferris said, like he he's so narcissistic and mm-hmm. like what I love about most coaches, what I love about the Mike Tomlins, what I loved about about the Bill Belichicks is they'll always start with themselves first, even if they don't a hundred percent believe it. Yes. You'll hear it after every loss, after every game, you know, we have to do better all across the board, and it starts with me. Right. I have to do a better job getting these guys in position to perform. Right. As the head coach, it's not just and, – and this is why a lot of people are calling for Kyle to just be an offensive coordinator and not a head coach. Because he feels like all he has to do is call the plays and the players just have to go out and execute it properly. Mm. As the head coach, it is your responsibility to coach your players on how to execute properly. You are the coach. You are training your players. It's not just calling the plays. And because you know that they'll be successful based on your history, all they have to do is do it right. It's like parenting. I can tell my kids what to do and just say, yeah, go do this. But I can't expect them to do it right if I don't teach them how to do it. Right. And then I can't get mad at them when they don't do it correctly because I didn't show them how to do it correctly. That's asinine. Right. As a parent, it's my job to teach my children If this is what I want you to do, let me teach you how it's supposed to be done the right way. Then if you're not doing it the right way, then I can figure out where you're going wrong. I can give you pointers and we can continue to build you up until you're doing it your own way. And maybe you found a more efficient way to do something than even what I taught you to do. It's the Mm -hmm. same thing as a head coach of a football team. You have to put your position players in position to succeed. That's teaching them how to execute. That's teaching them not only your thought process, but how your thought process can marry their thought process. Because everybody sees things differently. You, the coach on the sideline versus the players on the field, even from a physical vantage point, you see things differently. So we need to be able to communicate what we're seeing and how we're seeing things. And that way, as a head coach, I can tell you based off of what you're seeing and based off of what I know, this is how we can make something that really, really works and looks good out on the field. And right now, he's not doing that. He's taking the, I know what I'm doing, run the play that I called, it should work. If it doesn't work, you didn't do something right. And excuse my French, that's bullshit. 
Yeah. Right. Uh, Mose, you um you you are hundred percent right. You basically took the words out of my mouth. I was gonna say that Kyle looks at the way that he looks at stuff and he thinks that all players are supposed to see it the same way he does. It doesn't work that way, dude. Like you you are a a supposed to be like an offensive genius type person with this playbook. Like it's already bad enough that our playbook, everybody talks about how hard it is and how long it takes to to get down. So on top of that, these players have to figure that out. Then they have to go out there and they have to read his mind. So they see like what he wants them to do. But like I said, the presser just kind of irks me because he just seemed kind of blameless. Like it, you know, I mean, uh, you know, it's more about execution than anything because they were asking him, you know, like if him and the coaching staff, if they went through, he goes, yeah, you know, we watched fit, you know, just like he was like, just like, it's absurd that you're asking me, you know, to say, you know, that's how I kind of took it. And I'm like, Come on now, that's come on. That's you can't you can't be like that, man. That was that was crazy. So the next news we have ah, is Buckner. Yes, Buckner. Buckner is is everywhere <laughs> of the last couple of days. But this is one take on the situation from David Lombardi, who says DeForest Buckner says that pre-trade he met with John Lynch and he said he'd be willing to take less money than what his agent wanted for him. He said, I'm willing to meet in the middle, but I didn't want to take too big of a pay cut. I had a baby on the way. I had to take care of my family. (sighs) This story has went in 90 billion directions in less than like 24 hours. Man. No, I, I don't I don't agree with that because I think because the 49ers didn't play football last week, there's nothing for us to, to critique. Right. Yeah, and because it's a short news week, I knew that I, I heard this a week after the trade happened. Right. So this isn't new news. Yeah. You know what I mean? After the trade happened, it Buckner, he was very vocal. He was like, I wanted to stay in San Fran. That's my home. Like that's where I was drafted. I, I built a life there. I built a family there. Like, I wanted to stay. He was like, I was willing to take the hometown discount. I was willing to, like he said in that in that quote, I was willing to meet in the middle. I didn't want to take too much of a pay cut because I know my worth. Right. Y'all not going nickel and dime me. But I was willing to work and meet you guys in the middle to stay here. Mm. Um, and, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty, but I think they made the wrong decision. I honestly think they made the wrong decision by keeping Eric Armstead because he had one good year in a contract year. Nonetheless, he, you know, had one good year, hasn't done anything since signing his deal, but DeForest Buckner continues to be so consistent week in and week out. And I, 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 I don't see how Javon Kinlaw is that much better than DeForest Buckner at stopping the run for us to have made that trade and save money. Because the way Javon Kinlaw is playing right now, if he continues to stay injured, that's a that's he's a bust as a draft pick because we're not going to pick up his fifth year option. If he can't give if he can't consistently give us 12 games, 14 games, if he can't give us a full one or two full seasons before his contract is going to be renewed. We are not going to pick up his fifth year option. And after his fourth year, he's going to hit the free agent market. 
and he's going to sign a one-year prove-it deal somewhere to prove that his knee, his back, whatever he's got going on, that he can stay healthy and be productive on somebody's defensive line. Mm. So you mean to tell me you rather keep Eric Armstead and get Javon Kinlaw rather than keep DeForest Buckner, who you know produces for you, mm-hmm. who you know can stay healthy, who you know, if you ask me between Buckner and Armstead, who the players rallied behind more and who they looked to as a leader, Defo. it was Defo. For sure. Before it was Sherman, before it was Fred Warner, before Jimmy Ward stayed healthy and was able to play at a high level consistently, they looked to Defo. When we were 2-14, and 14, they looked to Defo. He showed up every day had that big smile on his face, and he grinded his ass off every single day. Mm. And that's not a player that you reward with a contract and keep him in-house? Yeah, cool. Eric Armstead, based on PFF, is killing it as far as pressures. But the, the, the weakness of this team is up the middle. It's not on the edge. It's up the middle. And if Ken Law can't stay healthy, if Mo Hurst can't stay healthy, if the guys behind them can't stay healthy or step up, you know, other than DJ Jones, who has been playing well, DJ's playing good. Yep. Then we then we we still have an issue there. Imagine DJ Jones next to, next to DeForest Buckner right now. <laughs> yeah, our our defense is Absolutely. seven. Imagine Defoe next to DJ Jones with Ford and Bosa on the outsides and the rotation that we have as the edge rushers. Yeah. So, I mean, again, hindsight is 2020, but yeah, I think, I think we, we royally screwed that one up. I mean, I, I understand the the logic of it though. You know what I mean? At, at, At the time you're looking at, you have to play, um, Eric Armstead or Defoe, or potentially both of them, right? If you trade away Armstead, are you going to get first-round pick at that time off one good season? Not happening. So when... I don't know. I don't know. I know it. I know it was one good season, but if you find the right defensive scheme and the right coach who's desperate to get somebody in that position mm-hmm. and just see his potential, yeah, you may not have got pick thirteen. Yeah, that's yeah. Top. You top may not 10, have got pick thirteen, pick. but you can still you could get a late first round for Eric Armstead coming off the season that he had. Potentially, potentially, but that was that that kind of fell in their lap. You know what yeah. I mean? And I think yeah. once that happened, you know, their feet started moving faster than their brain, and they were like, "Oh man, what? We can get thirteen for you?" And instantly they started looking at his replacement instead of saying, "Let's get the best available at 13. They instantly started looking at that's where I think the bigger issue is for me. I feel like they had tunnel vision and was like, we need to try to get the best DT we can find instead of saying we need to get the best player we can find and then find someone that fits our system in the second round because Bama had two big boys that's that left in the, that ended up going in the second round that are mm-hmm. doing all right. There's a few SEC players that ended up going that are playing much better than the guy we got. You know what I mean? And, and yeah, they looked at that. They said, 
we can save money. We can pay Armstead. He's a little more versatile. He can play inside and out. We're going to have to pay Kittle. We're going to have to pay Warner. It, it, there's no way around this. If we can get this off for 13, I I understood the logic at the time, man. But, yeah, like you said, hindsight. Hindsight is 2020, man. And we are default about to come in here and go to work. I don't like talking about people that aren't on our team anymore because they don't play for us. He's an Indianapolis Colt. So, but yeah, I, said, yeah. I, I typed this in the chat last night um, during uh, Jesse Naylor's show, Last Second Sports. Shout out to Jesse Naylor. Mm-hmm. Um, I said, can you imagine how bad it would be and how much egg that we have on, we'd have on our face if Defoe sacks Jimmy and does his uh, sweep celebration at uh, Levi's where he invented that. <laughs> where, where he made that popular. And you know, know what? I would not be surprised if the faithful in the building cheer when it happens. I don't think they would boo. I think we miss seeing that, that sack celebration so much when he sacks somebody and he get up and he do this. I think we miss that so much that we might cheer. Yeah. Right. There might be a, a loud applause the first time Defoe gets his sack and in Levi's, in that blue, he does this. Right. Right. Um, I'm, I'm, and, I, and, I can, and I guarantee you this, in, in that blue Colts jersey, I see more of this than the Eric Armstead this. Yeah, man. That's all yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. I think that we knew what we were getting, though. We knew that we were going to lose some of that pass rush from the interior with letting Defoe go. But we had, you know, the rook that was coming on strong and a healthy forward at the time. And we felt, again, man, hindsight, hindsight. It, 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 looked, it looked real good at the time, man. It looked good. It looked good. It was that, uh, it was that one that you meet at, like, 158 in the club when the lights about to come on and then two o'clock hits and the lights go on and you're like oh man I made I made the wrong decision <laughs> I made the wrong decision man this ain't it <laughs> I gotta go right I gotta go yeah man but we'll see we'll see hopefully now you know on the on the back end of that right we're gonna be potentially this is looking too far ahead but we're gonna potentially next year lose some come into some money with Jimmy's contract, right? So do they go and sure up the interior of the defensive line? They they may have some money to pay some players now going forward. So you know yeah. maybe they could write that wrong with in the future. But right now, yeah, it, it it's it I don't want to see default beat yeah, up on it, our um, it didn't it didn't turn out, you know, like we thought like Mo said, you know, I mean it it is hindsight 2020, but at the same time, you know, it it didn't, and people's opinions of this vary from whatever. And the thing is, is that none of them were in the room. They don't know what was said. They don't know, you know, like the negotiation. Like nobody, nobody really knows. They just know what they hear and what Buck says from his side and what the 49ers say from their side. You know, it's kind of all the same because they had said, um, I think Kyle had said that um, he they had to decide between the player two players and pick 13 or something like that. So, I mean, nobody really knows. But at the end of the day, just like you guys said, you know, I mean, 
time will tell, you know, about how that goes as far as it goes. There's some people that think it was a bad idea. Some people think it was a good idea. I mean, it just depends on how you look at it. But we got a, a super chat here from T-Man679. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. T-Man679. Uh, Defo finna have 10 plus sacks with number 10 back there. LOL. <laughs> I hope not. <sighs> God, I don't want to think about that. Awesome. Especially if he can't do everything. With that hurt hurt calf, right? Man. Whatever you want to call it. I just, yeah, just that whole entire thing was crazy. Mm. Okay, so speaking of Javon Kinlaw. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, Kyle also addressed something because of this. Kyle Kim, uh, uh, Javon Kinlaw uh, posted this on Instagram. A game within a game. Sucker shit in this business. That's literally exactly what he said. And everybody was wanting to know, is it fake news? Was his account hacked? Was it something that had nothing to do with the 49ers? Well, it turns out it had everything to do with the 49ers. As Kyle Shanahan spoke about the issue with Javon Kinlaw that he has. And he said that he is aware that he is upset that they have stopped his development at this point due to his knee issues and everything that he's had going on. His quote, we got to get his knee better so he can develop and turn into the player that we know he is and the player that he will become. <laughs> so what it sounds like to me, and I and I think with this, mm -hmm. and I and, and I'll speak for myself because I talked I talked about it, but I think uh, you know some of the other faithful have mentioned this before. It sounds like to me that Javon Kinlaw understands where his knee is, and honestly, he wants to go until it falls off. If that's the case, I'm fine with that mindset, and mm -hmm. here's why. Because when we talk about Jimmy Garoppolo and we talk about other quarterbacks around him, both Matt Stafford and uh, Russell Wilson playing with injuries to their throwing hand, uh, Dak Prescott with a similar injury to Jimmy Garoppolo to his calf saying, I would have played regardless if we went into overtime, I wasn't coming out of that game. When we talk about Matt Stafford and his play in Detroit where his shoulder, his throwing shoulder came out of socket mm -hmm. As he threw a pass, it may have been his non-throwing shoulder. It doesn't matter. He stayed in the game and he walked off holding his shoulder after he threw the game-winning touchdown. So when we talk about being tough and playing through injuries and being there for your team, we can't in one instance say, oh, you know, Ken Law, no, man, you got to be 100% because we need you. And then we're bashing Jimmy for coming off the field because he got a hangnail. Mm. So I think we need to be consistent. And if we're being consistent, and if that's the case, Ken Law is like, bro, put me out there. You're stifling my development. I can't get into a rhythm. I can't build consistency. I can't build momentum because you're worried about my knee. Yeah, I'm telling you what's going on with me so y'all know. I'm not telling y'all to sit me out. At, 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 at one point, and I, I hope Javon is listening, or I hope somebody in this camp is telling him this, if you really feel strongly about this, start lying. Yeah. Tell them, yo, ain't nothing wrong with my knee. I'm good, bro. You see them, you see the flexibility, 
You see the movement. I'm out right. here doing the James Brown. I'm shimmying all <laughs> over this place. I can I can run. I can run. You know, uh, what's the 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 ten yard sprint, the short shuttle. My mobility is good. My agility is good. I can cut on the dime. I can sprint. I can move. I can get down in a three point stand, four point stand, whatever. I'm good. My knee. I listen. I went to church. The the pastor, you know, put some holy some holy water, some of that oil on my knee, <laughs> prayed on it, blessed it, and I'm good. I'm miraculously healed. Whatever you got to do to get yourself on the field and build that consistency that you want to see, you got to start lying to these dudes because obviously telling them the truth, be like, you know, I'm feeling a little bit here, a little tweak there, a little twins there, but I'm good. They're holding you back. Right. And they're obviously they're they're worried because of the injury history of the team. Right. Which I think they still need to, to look to look deeply at. Cause I think we I think we still the, the staff is like from a hockey team or something like that. Like yeah, completely different sport. Right. Something weird like that. Mm-hmm. So all what's whatever. They need to look into that. But because of the injury history, they don't want to force him to play and force him to get injured. But Bro, if if that's what you want to do, if you want to get out of there and you feel like it's some sucker shit going on, then you got to boss up over that sucker shit and do what you got to do. Facts. Right. You got to you got to figure out a way to get yourself in here. And if that's lying and telling them my knee is good, bro, mm-hmm. I'm good. Yeah. Then yeah. do what you got to do so that you can play and show them that, you know, th- this is what you need to become a better player. So, I mean. I, I can't I, say that Ken Law is lying. No, nah, I agree, man. I agree. I think that, um, you know, on the other side of it, though, I can see that they're really trying to protect their investment as well. You know, he's, this is his second year. You don't want to put him in a position where he's set up for failure. Um, and, you know, something an injury like that with your knee, those are those are touchy, man. I, I, I had a full ACL, MCL injury before, man, and I'm not saying his is that extent. But anything like that where it's knee tendonitis or something like that, you need to rest as much as possible and, and put that thing up and let it rock because just running on it, putting pressure on it every day, even if you're sitting them out a couple practices before the games, like that's enough for me. Like let them, let them chill for a second before, you know, just throwing them back into the fire. But as you said, Moe's, that does hinder his development. Because the only way a, a second-year player gets better is by reps. It's the only way. They're only going to get better by playing. If they're sitting on a bench watching, they're not going to get better. And that's, that's how, why I think we all feel so strongly about Trey. Right. You know what I mean? He's, he's not, mm-hmm. not going to get better sitting and watching Jimmy throw games. <laughs> like, it's not happening. You know what I mean? So throw him in there. Let him see. Let's see what happens. Throw Aaron Banks in there, man. We got the 32nd out of 30, 37. I mean, hell, guards. you right. Throw I mean, you got him. You might as well just throw him all out there in the what, fire. All of worst them. Case? That, what's his name? Um, Ambry. Throw him out. I mean, put right. him all out there. I mean, you're the one that got all these players. You're the one that was trying to be smarter and everybody else did this, you know, number one, number mm. twos, and whatever, you know, thinking that you're like the smartest person in the room. So throw them out there, get them all in the fire and let them go ahead and let's see what we got. Because you're absolutely right right about that. We are not going to know what any of these players are going to be if they're not out on the field. The only thing that I had to add to that, in addition to Ken Law, is, I mean, 49ers already was aware 
of his injuries in the first place at South Carolina. It's not like the dude was never hurt. Like he already had a lot of knee problems. That was one of the red flags that was about him because, you know, everybody was looking at his potential true enough, but they, but there's a lot of teams who were like, you know, uh, they whatever and thought that, you know, the 49ers kind of reached for him because, you know, that because of, because he already had these, these issues. Yeah. So Getting someone as a first rounder, you can't just let them just chill and sit. Like, there's no way that that's going to be, you know, that's going to happen. And just this draft right here is, you know, anyway, we're not going to spend more. I would have said it was a red flag when I seen him. Um, carrying a squirrel in his mouth. That's when I would have been like, you know what? We not. <laughs> you remember that from the offseason moves? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm like, you know what, man? Nah, man, you know, we can't. But, but he's, he's, from, he's, I mean, he's a country boy. I mean, like, super that's what they do, and and yeah. and that's why he want to play. Thing. He want to he want to play through the injury because he wanted them just country strong dudes. Like, he's yo, just very very. Country, I know what like, I'm doing, man. Let me just go out backwards there and let me country. Rock. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and it's it's crazy because I think about like you know playing organized sports. We had kids that were like, when I was in high school, I was playing. Um, we had kids that were really, really bad in practice. But then the games come and them dudes like the lights do something to them. So, so some of these players like Kim Law, like, you know, Aaron Banks, we don't know what we got if we don't just let them see the light. Amen. Get them out there in the lights. I mean, some going to fold. That may be what they're scared of. But, man, I, I yeah, no. Some you gotta just let them get right. out there and, and see what we can get. Why? I think what I don't understand and what irks me though, fair like for real, is like why the 49ers think that they gotta be different than any other NFL team. All these other NFL right. teams drop these players and they put them out there. You mm -hmm. see these players out there. We see it every Sunday on the red zone. Who's that? What player is that? Who's that? You know, you no, know, um, you know, I don't even know who that is. I mean, they put all these because you just gotta get them out there. You got to see what you have. That way, as you go into next year, then you know what you need to do. I mean, it's not, it's, I just do not understand why you have all this going on. Because in my personal opinion, if Ryan Nines were all about protecting people, they wouldn't have drugged Trey Lance through the mud the way that they did and had him running like some, I don't know, gazelle somewhere that was out in the woods or something every five seconds. Kyle had him running. He would not have drug him through that, and therefore Trey would be healthy, and we wouldn't be dealing with this right now. So it absolutely, you know, is so crazy. Like I said, I'm really starting to lean towards what Moe's and Breezy say, but you can't really believe anything that <laughs> that these guys are saying because, golly, man, it's just contradictory. It's like it's one thing here, and then it's, it's just one thing there. So, right, right. Got a super chat from Left Coast Mana. Thank you so much for the super chat, fam. Kyle better figure this out because mortgage the future for Trey. Sticking with ten because no trade partner. First round, first rounder turning into a top ten pick quick. Mm. Mm -mm. Mm. Nice. <sighs> that's scary. That, that's worst case scenario. Yeah, you you give up your first round pick, um, and you play bad enough that it's another top ten pick, mm -hmm. but it goes to another team, and you don't get to see 
the potential of what that could be because you were so sorry. Yeah. yeah that's that's worse. That's worst case scenario. Right. That's that's how it goes. But um yeah, so that's that's what we have going on in the 49er news, whatever. What we're about to do, Mose, if you're ready, is we're about to see what we got going on in fantasy this week. You ready? Ready, Rock? Yeah, I got my stuff in there. Let me go to awesome. It. All right. Um listen, uninspired this week just because or the week that I had, so forgive me. I tried to give y'all the best that I could. That's why I'm Mose, so monitored. Right Mose, now. I need you. I need you this week, man. I lost last week by three points, right? And hear me oh, out. Yeah. I had the I had the Bills kicker. Uh, oh my god, <laughs> bro! You don't even hey, understand. Man, listen, don't blame me. Blame Sean McDermott. I mean, <laughs> I understand he wanted to go for the win. Right, right. But, I mean, in that situation, you got to take it in the OT. You got you got the big six foot five quarterback. They know you're going to do a, a, a QB draw, even if you come out lined up in 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 the shotgun. And I mean, listen, we've been ragging on Kyle, but Sean McDermott been looking at 49ers tape because that kind of looked a little similar. That did to a juice play where you look like you in shotgun and then all of a sudden somebody run up behind center and try to catch you mm, off guard. Yep. So mm. it's a copycat mm-hmm. league. We know Not that. Under so, the sun. You know what I mean? So maybe, maybe Kyle got some, uh, some people that still watching them and still reaching out uh, for some things. Uh, QB, I'm going to start this week. Jameis Winston um, coming. I think the saints were on a bye last week uh, coming <laughs> yeah, yeah. off a bye. should be well rested. Um, the Seahawks are not playing well right now. Defense is still bad. Um, so I think Sean Payton's going to scheme some stuff up for him. Uh, I w- if you have um, a quarterback on a bye and Jameis Winston is on your team or if he's available in free agency, um, I would look to start Jameis this week. And quarterback, then, I'm sitting – go ahead, Fair. I, I just had a quick um, uh, fun fact, right? Um, since 2011, the Saints have had the best record off of bye week in the whole NFL. Wow. 73. Okay. That's good to know. So appreciate you. I'm, I'm glad that you had that fun fact. Uh, so, yeah, start Jameis Winston. Seattle's bad sure. defense. Fun fact about coming off a bye. Can't go wrong. Quarterback I'm sitting is Carson Wentz. Uh, 49ers defense is top seven, so we know they're going to come out to play. Um, and with the weather forecast of rain, I don't I don't see a lot of passing that's going to be happening in this game. Right. Um, I, I don't expect it to be a shootout. Uh, if they do have to pass, it's because the 49ers are winning late in this game uh, and they're trying to, to to come back with limited time on the clock. Uh, but I'm sitting Carson Wentz this week. Even with our issues in the secondary, um, I don't see him going off for a big game against us. Moving over to running backs, uh, I'm starting Chuba Hubbard this week versus the Giants. Uh, Giants defense is so up and down. Mm-hmm. Um, and with the recent struggles of the Carolina offense, uh, mainly Sam Darnold with a few turnovers, uh, head coach Matt Rule said that we need to, which is, which I hate to keep bringing stuff back to Kyle, yeah. but Matt Rule said that we need to mm-hmm. reconfigure <laughs> our identity. Yeah. We need to switch some things up because right now it's not where it, it worked. Then it didn't work, and now we need to recalibrate. Yeah. We need to look at our identity, and we need to make a shift in our identity. 
I think that means taking the ball out of Sam Darnold's hands a little bit, Mm -hmm. not leaning on him as much and leaning on the run game. We know that Christian McCaffrey will be out an extended time. Chuba Hubbard has been in the game and he actually has been playing well. He's been uh, contributing both in the run and the pass. Mm -hmm. Um, So while he is a step down from CMC, um, he is effective in, in both areas of the game, especially if you're in a PPR league. Um, I would start Chuba Hubbard against the Giants. Running back I'm sitting is Joe Mixon against the Ravens. This Ravens team is hot. They're on a roll. They're playing at home. Yeah. Um, I think I think they shut down the run um, and force uh, Joe Burrow to pass. He's been doing well. His connection with Jamar Chase is really good. Um, so if you want to start Joe Burrow or if you want to start Jamar Chase, because maybe they have to throw a little bit more in this game, that would be a good start. But I'm definitely sitting Joe Mixon. Wide receiver, I'm starting uh, Darnell Mooney versus the Bucks. I that's an A, not an S. I don't know who the Bucker is, um, but it should be the Bucks. <laughs> um, Darnell Mooney has been showing um, consistent progress over the last few weeks. Um, he actually has more chemistry with Justin Fields than he did with Andy Dalton. Um, the Bucks are still struggling in the secondary um, with injuries to the corners that they have. Obviously, the Bucks will win this game which means the Bears should be throwing a little bit more. Um, so I look to start Darnell Mooney um, if you need a flex. Or we got Buffalo, Dallas, Minnesota, Pittsburgh, uh, Chargers, and Jacksonville. So that's <sighs> Stephon Diggs, Amari Cooper, C.D. Lamb, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, Chase Claypool. Um, who's the other guy that they have in Pittsburgh? Deontay Johnson. Mm-hmm. Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, LaVisca Chenault. That's like 10 wide receivers on a bye. Um, so if you're looking yeah, to, to throw a wide receiver in your starting lineup, <laughs> um, look to, to add Darnell Mooney. Wide receiver I'm sitting is Kadarius Toney. Uh, going up against that Panthers defense, they're still top five in the league right now, top three, I think. Uh, the corners are going to be playing really well. The pass rush is playing really well. Giants don't have a running game. Uh, Kadarius Tony has been, you know, improving over the past two weeks. Yeah. Um, um, so in, in the same way I said with David and Joku last week, don't get too high on him right? Uh, because it could be based off of matchups. I think this is a matchup where Kadarius Tony will not have a decent game like he has over the yeah. past couple of weeks. And uh, most he got he got hurt last week. So I don't know. I don't even know what his status is because he got hurt during the game. Um, he, he had to leave the game. He. Yeah, like Andrew just went from bad to worse in that game. Yeah, let me see. I didn't know whether uh, he was, but while while you're looking that up, um, I wanted to say something about Baltimore. Man, people are like, you know, Baltimore's defense is not all that. I tell you what, the way that they handled the Chargers, Ugh. that was cr- like I didn't see that coming. I started Herbert. Me too. And I, I I agree. I just I didn't Harvard. see that coming. I didn't see it coming, but Dang. I think we should have, just because we know, just from our history, um, depending on who we play, right, um, and where we are in the season, um, and who's coaching, mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of stipulations. <laughs> but we know that most of the time, West Coast teams going East playing in that one o'clock window struggle. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So it was the the Chargers. Coming off a, a slugfest with the Browns, yeah, I didn't you know, where they had to that. put up 40 plus going east to Baltimore. Very, right. very good team. 
playing in the one o'clock window. Um, So some of the things you think shouldn't matter just because it's an NFL game, you got to show up to play. That does play a part. So um, it doesn't seem fair, but that's the life in the NFL. And, you know, it's not all the time that it happens, but it happens more more often enough than it, it should for it to become a trend. So while yeah, I, I think we didn't expect it, I, I expected it to be another slugfest, another 30 plus performance from both teams, 40 right. plus performance. Yeah. They, they just got handled. So yeah, it was, it was bad. I mean, they couldn't, they couldn't get nothing going on the ground. Like they couldn't get nothing going. Like Baltimore mm-hmm. halted everything that they did. Eckler didn't have a good day. Like they just, no one had a, a good day on that team. Um, so that was shocking, and I lost three leagues because of yeah. Justin Herbert. You yeah, <laughs> flamed me. It was bad. It was really, so it really says, bad. The Giants don't have any plans to put Kadarius Tony on IR. Okay, but he did not practice today. Okay, mm. all right. Um, so we still have to see what what happens tomorrow. But if you have him in your lineup because he's been playing well over the last two weeks, sit him. Right. Because he may not play because of injury. <laughs> exactly. And even if even if he does play, he's not going to be 100%. And he's going up against that Panthers defense. So, sick of Arius, Tony. Uh, tight end I'm starting is Hunter Henry. Um, over the past few weeks, he's been getting more of the target share than John New Smith, building a great rapport with Mac Jones. And he's going up against the Jets defense. Sorry, Robert Sala. Uh, but I'm starting Hunter Henry versus the Jets if I need a tight end this week. Mm-hmm. And lastly, for what's your fantasy uh, tight end I'm sitting is TJ Hawkinson versus the Rams. Now, this doesn't have much to do with TJ Hawkinson. This has more to do with Jared Goff playing against his former team oh, yeah. in L.A. They know how to stop him. And if you look at how the season has progressed, even the Detroit Lions head coach Dan Campbell said, yes, Jared Goff has to play better for this team to win and every game so far Jared Goff doesn't show up until middle of the third quarter Mm -hmm. by that time Detroit is already down and they have to have a furious comeback right Uh, I think the only game that kind of got close like that besides ours which I really don't count because we were up so big was the game against the Vikings that the Vikings could have almost lost and I mean the, the game against uh Baltimore was a little close too, uh, but they he started slow every single week. It's like Jared Goff is nowhere to be found in the first half, and then all of a sudden in the second half he turns it on. Um, I'm sure he's going to want to come out and play well against his former team, um, <laughs> especially the way that they did him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think he's going to be pressing too much, especially if Matt Stafford starts hot. I think Sean McVay is petty enough. Uh, to call an all-out air attack and to throw the ball all over the field and to be like, I fleeced y'all and to giving me Matt Stafford and now look what I'm doing with him because right. I knew you guys couldn't do that with him. Um, so I think that's going to make Jared Goff press a little bit. He's going to force a lot, some turnovers, I think, um, and it's not going to be pretty. So I would sit TJ Hawkinson uh, just because his, his, his quarterback is not going to have a good week going up against his old team in his old stadium. And that is what's your fantasy for this week? Thank you, Mo. What's your fantasy? If you guys have any fantasy questions, uh, you can drop them in the chat. Don't and- add me. 
No, I'm just yeah. playing. Y'all can add, <laughs> y'all can add me if y'all got fantasy questions. And y'all if can you're add wrong, me. don't be coming to him on Twitter. <laughs> y'all can Especially add me. Y'all this week because me. there's a lot of awesome people that are on by like it sucks. Like oh they're so gosh. it's so hard to put lineups together this week. Man, I'm just sitting here like nah. Yeah. I, I legit have everyone that's on my bench doesn't have a game this week. Yikes. Every single person that's on my bench doesn't have a game. Yikes. It's and insane. I, that's how real it is. I, I know. It's about, it's about like, like mine. Like, I had to go and I had to dig people up. You know, I got lucky and I picked up the other Herbert. Just Khalil. Which turned out to be, yeah, a really good move. So, I did have one Herbert that did, that did me really good last week. So, I'm hoping that he's going to keep that up because uh, they're really happy with that dude. So, I think that uh, I think he's going to start having a big a major role because um, Montgomery's going to be out for a while and it's going to give him a chance to really, you know, get in there and show some stuff. And he, he, he's been looking really good. So I'm really glad that I did that. Um, yeah. I can't think of, I mean, I don't know what I'm going to do. I guess I'm going to draw straws. There's so much. And then let's not to mention <laughs> Cleveland, how many people Cleveland has missing and, and how that game is just going to be crazy Thursday. So, I heard that I heard they may be looking for a quarterback. I know somebody. I heard that they might be too. And I feel the same way. I, I, I know. I know a few people. I, know I was somebody. just telling Breezy about that. Speaking of which, okay, so this um, let's let's do this right before we get into the next segment. Um, there's a rumor going around that Miami and the Houston. Is trying to find a third trade partner for to move Watson to Miami, uh-huh. move it to somewhere, uh-huh. and go that way. You know, because I think Houston's liking oh Davis Mills there. I think he's going to be. It's probably going to be you know what the Texans are looking at. And mm. oh, so, well, then that then then that that removes us because we're not taking Tua. No, right. No. Right. Um. Oh, that's trash. Rookie quarter. Rookie. Rookie contract. To a backup. Mm-hmm. A rookie. Rookie contract to a backup. Rookie trade. You know what? So that's what I'm saying. Hold on now, but Mo. Then, let's but, let's but put then, some but, thought into it. But then we're but then we're sending Jimmy oh, yeah. to Houston. Jimmy. They're not going. They're not going to take his contract to Jimmy backup. To, Davis that's Mills where the problem is. That's, where, that's where the go. problem is. Right. That's where the problem is. That's, but after next year, though, it's a wash. After right. next year, they can get rid of it and not lose. And they anything. can do whatever they want. Yeah. Then. Uh, so really, that's that. one year on their books, mm-hmm. and then you gone. Right. Yeah, but I, I think oh. you. I think you. In the same way that we're saying here, I think you stunt Davis Mills' growth yeah. if he has to constantly be looking over his shoulder at right. Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, especially you gotta, since Houston's GM is Nick was, Casario. Yeah. Nick, who yeah. had Jimmy in New England? Right. Where they have that rapport. I think right. you stunt Dave. If if Davis Mills is where you want to go because you like what you see from him, you yeah. stun his growth by having him have to look over his shoulder at Jimmy Garoppolo. Absolutely. Now I think you. I think you bring another veteran quarterback in. Mm-hmm. You know to help groom him, track. maybe like a a Ryan okay. Fitzpatrick if they let him go from Washington, or a, a Joe Flacco or somebody like you bring somebody like that in. 
who is a veteran quarterback who's been in the league a long time, but not a threat to things, take that first spot, but not a threat to take the job from him or Nick Foles because Chicago's actually, I think Chicago might be trying to to move him now that they're they're settled at quarterback and they got mm. that whatever. I think that you know because Foles was third string, then I think right. that they're I think that they may be trying to move Foles. If Foles would, I mean, I don't see a problem with Foles. That would be yeah, but I, I don't. In the same way where I don't like, I see where Fair is going, but in the same way where I don't think we take Tua because we got Trey, mm-hmm. I don't think Chicago takes Tua because they got Fields. Right. Nice. So you have That's to the, point, the yeah. third team has to be another quarterback needy team that'll take like, Tua, like a Washington like the Steelers. Well, see Washington, Washington's name came Pittsburgh. up actually. Who, yeah. else, who else am I looking yeah. at? Here? Uh, Washington. With Washington um, they were even bringing up Denver, saying maybe Locke. Locke might be on the move. Hmm. Denver Denver is very comfortable with Bridgewater. That wouldn't be surprising. Because Teddy balling over there. Yeah. Teddy, Teddy looks good over there. Yeah. Mobility, the whole nine yards. He looks great. So um, it. it's possible that it could wind up being Denver. I mean, I'm just trying to just give Jimmy off for like a Reese's Cup and a <laughs> 20 ounce Dr. Pepper <laughs> at this point. A couple of sugar smacks. Right, right. <laughs> Whatever we got to do, man. Let, let the young boy rock. <laughs> yeah, man. Jimmy Jimmy can go for uh, a Klondike bar and a Poland spring water. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. What would he do for a Klondike bar? What would you do for a Klondike bar? I'd give up Jimmy Garoppolo in a heartbeat. <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, Mose, so somebody has a question. Um, they said, What's one, up? Um, one week pickup, Matt Ryan versus Miami. Ooh. And I want to know that too because I'm thinking Ooh. about starting Matt Ryan against Miami's defense. Hold on. I'm about to. This is crazy. After the game he had last week, I'm about to pick right. up Jalen Waddle and put him in my lineup. Jalen Waddle's a free agent. Oh, give me that. See? <laughs> give me that. Live on the air. Look what y'all seeing. What y'all get? I didn't know Jalen Waddle was yeah. free. Wait, um, well, all right. I'm my bad. What was the question? One week pickup. Um, yeah, Matt Ryan later. versus Miami PPR. I would only do that based on the status of Miami's corners because last week both of their starting corners, Xavier uh, Howard and gotcha. Byron Jones, were out. Mm-hmm. Uh, hold on, let me pull up the Dolphins injury report. Uh, yeah, that's actually a really good point because before all this this trade crap started, you know, about Tua, I was actually like I had picked up Tua. Off the way, everything because I need a quarterback that bad going against the mm-hmm. Falcons defense. <laughs> right. But I don't know what I don't. <laughs> I don't know what we gonna see. Be, I don't know who's gonna be quarterback in that team because they're talking about this might be moving very quickly. You know, I I, I started laughing at um at the Dolphins right because mm-hmm. they were really really cocky and said yeah. we're gonna trade y'all for that trade that they did right. They said we're gonna trade y'all our pick and not the 49ers pick putting money down that they were going to be better than the Niners maybe mm-hmm. they only got a they only got one win so that's right yeah these these boys about to cash in something nice if Miami stays on this trajectory that's right you yeah. got that right 
Yeah. So while Moses doing so that, Byron Jones. So as of Wednesday, as of today's practice, Byron Jones was and Zaven Howard. Um, Byron Jones has Achilles in a groin. Zaven Howard has a shoulder in a groin. Mm. Both of those dudes are were Gosh. limited Wednesday. Got so I would I would definitely keep an eye on it. Okay. Uh, they were limited today. Um, you can just if if you go to um, just go to Google and type in what did I type? I typed in Miami Dolphins injury. I typed in Dolphins injury report, and then just go to um, the first link. It's Miami Dolphins website, and it's the injury report. So it'll tell you. Um, so right now on Wednesday, like I said, Byron Jones and Zaven Howard were limited. Um, they have columns for Thursday and Friday. Obviously, we didn't get to those days yet. So gotcha. if you go Thursday, look and see if they're limited or full participant. Friday, limited full participant. Um, and then there's a column for game status. Depending on what they, they do on Thursday and Friday, the game status may be listed. If it's listed as questionable or doubtful, mm-hmm. then I could see you picking picking up Matt Ryan for a one-week start in a PPR. Um that the way that the way that defense played against uh, the Jaguars, mm-hmm. I know it was a London game, but the way that defense played against the Jaguars, I think right now Matt Ryan is a better quarterback than Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, so mm-hmm. I think that offense. Plus, they don't have a running game, right. so that offense relies on him passing the ball. Kyle Pitts looks like he's he's coming around more. Mm-hmm. They got to get Calvin really more involved in the game. But I think they'll be able to do that if one or both of their starting cornerbacks for the Dolphins aren't playing. So uh, just monitor uh, their practice participation on Thursday and Friday. Um, And then, I mean, you got until 1259 on Sunday to make your decision. But hit me up uh, on Twitter or send an email to uh, the Nitty Gritty Niners email. Ask me on Sunday morning how I feel about it Um, and then make your decision then. Okay, shout out to T Man Six Seventy Nine for the hilarious contribution. <laughs> he says, "Trade Jimmy for Bobby Boucher Jr." <laughs> I'm with it. Man, we getting a player back. I was trying to get some reasons. Listen, I'm with it. I'm all right with it too. If, if, if Junior anything like his daddy, listen, we need linebacker help until we get Dre Greenlaw back. Right. So you hey, got man, you put. You put you put you put you put Boucher Jr. next to Fred Warner and mm-hmm. Aziz Al Sayer, and we we knocking dudes' heads off. I'm Listen, cool with it. And, and not only you. that, not only that, you think about the um the training staff that we got. We're gonna make sure we get the water out to people a lot faster too. You feel me? You know you what I mean? Stop them cramps. Now that's what I call high quality HTO. <laughs> definitely, man. Definitely right. Oh, Absolutely. Man. Okay, so our next segment that we have is you guys' favorite with our boy Fair. Fair catch. Let's get it, Fair. I'm waving for the fair catch right now. Um, <laughs> so you can pull that back up if you want to pull that image up. We're gonna talk a little bit about this guy on the screen right here, man. Okay. This guy, this Fred Warner guy that we all know and love, right? It's been getting a lot of slack. Signed a contract, a big contract. And typically when that happens, 
folks think that like someone that's you know doesn't play up to their their own standards that are inside their head um is that that person got paid and and they they took off on the check they they grabbed their bag and they they out right i don't think that's the case with fred warner i think fred is you know playing in a situation where his running mate isn't there He's playing in a situation where he has a new DC and he's asked to do different things than Salah was asking him. And, you know, we look at one play from the Green Bay game and think that Fred is, is falling off a little bit. And I, I disagree. I disagree. Fred's been getting a lot of slack. His PFF numbers came out and people are questioning who he is as a leader on this defense. And I think we all need to, I don't want to quote this guy, but, I think we all need to take a quote from Aaron Rodgers and just relax. Relax. Fred Warner is who we think he is. Just relax. The stats are all going to show up at the end of the season. Don't you worry. But, man, give this man some slack. He earned it. He definitely played way above what we've been paying him for the last few years. Let's just continue to give Fred the support that he deserves. And, uh, yeah. Let let my boy Fred free, man. Free Fred. Free Fred from all the, the scrutiny he's been getting this year, man. He ain't grabbed a bag and run. He's here to stay. He's the captain of this defense, and let's show some support for Fred Warren. And that's all I got to say about that. Right, right. Yeah. You feel me? Crystal right. Beach, Peachy Beach number two. I should. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I don't, don't, don't come in here interrupting people. Right. All late. <laughs> First of all, all late. You come in here interrupting people. Oh, sing interrupting. About, I'm too sexy for my shirts. I was stuff. singing the song by Right Said Fred. You said no, Fred Warner. No, oh, no. I here thought you were singing the Drizzy late. version. I didn't even know there was a Drizzy. I didn't even know Drake oh, did a version Drake, of that. What? No. You yeah. you haven't you haven't listened to Certified Lover Boy? I have, but I don't remember that. The only wow, song that's the that's the before. that's the single. Oh, that's the okay. Future. Okay. All right. If you say so, I'll listen to it after. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but yeah, that's all I gotta say. I mean, that. we know why you late. I mean, if you want to tell the people why you late, I why would I? I mean, they know why I'm late too. I told them I was gigging. Nah, yeah. that's not why you late, bro. Oh no, that is why I'm late. No, it's not. Oh yeah, it, it's you, you. You just want me to talk about. How my Celtics took the L to the Knicks. <laughs> yeah, that double overtime loss, 138 to 134. Oh, that ain't why I'm late, though. Yes, it is. <laughs> nah. Nah. I, I was going to be late regardless, but because uh, I no, have an hour no, drive. You, you wasn't going to be this late. No, seriously. I have, it was an hour drive. I left at 10 something. I remember when I left. Then there was traffic on the highway. Then they want to work on the highway. Then there's an accident on the highway. All on the same damn highway. And then, and then the Celtics lost. The Celtics did lose, but they they definitely fought. They and they should have lost because they had the worst third to fourth quarter I've ever seen. They classic Celtics, bro. They win for the first half, and then they don't know how to play defense anymore for the second half. And then they fight at the last ten seconds of a game to make it a game. Then they go into double overtime and can't hit a wide open shot. Like I, I, I and I get it. I get it. And so let's hope that Sunday night, when we get into the red zone, yes, we can get some goddamn points. I don't care if it's three. I don't care if it's six. And I'm hoping that it's seven. That's right. We're in that red zone. 
Amen to that. Yes, sir. So we got uh, Peachy's picks coming up. You guys ready? Picks, all right. Let's do it. Let's do it. Peachy's pieces, brother. It's late, y'all. Peachy's pieces. <laughs> <laughs> and the first one that we got, because we're about to play these Indianapolis Colts. Jonathan Taylor versus Fred Warner. It's gonna be classic. It's gonna be a classic matchup. It really is gonna be. So since we all know what Fred got going on and we know how awesome Fred is, let's talk a little bit about Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor is an explosive back that can also catch out of the backfield and aims for big plays and can take on the role at a receiver at any time. This dude right here is very, very special. Fred Warner actually had some high praise for Jonathan Taylor, calling him, what was it, Breezy, the best running back that he faced in college? Mm -hmm. Yeah, man. He said that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't remember. If we could pull up that BYU versus Wisconsin score back a few years ago. Mm -hmm. We'll pull up that score. All I know is Jonathan Taylor rushed for over 200 yards. Yes. Let me tell you something about Jonathan Taylor because – I'm a Big Ten guy, so um, that dude's a problem. Mm -hmm. And the only reason why he didn't take off like he probably should have, he's not getting the notoriety that he should, is because they're not using him right and his injury history. Right. And so I'm hoping, not that I'm praying that he get injured, but I'm hoping he pull a muscle cramp or something because this dude's going to have some energy, and he's on a high right now. He's rushing the ball really well. And so – uh you know, Fred Warner is going to have his work cut out for him. He's going to be had to hit them gaps. That weak side linebacker, that, that that Sam linebacker, excuse me, he better make sure he hitting that strong side and hitting that gap and keep containing him. Go ahead, uh, Fair. What you got? Yeah, it was it was forty to six. Yeah, that score. First of Wisconsin, all, BYU, BYU. I had no business playing the Big Ten team. That's number one. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Horny. Actually, Alex Hornibrook went crazy. The quarterback Listen, from Wisconsin. I know Fred Warner remembers that game, and I'm yeah. hoping that he doesn't get nightmares. I know. <laughs> the good thing is Fred Warner is bigger and stronger. Yes. Right. Because Jonathan Taylor looks exactly like how he looked in college, <laughs> the way he looked now, and I'm sure he's gotten stronger. So it's going to be a crazy matchup. So, PG, this right. is a great freaking pick. Um, I mean, and I'm excited. I, I hope that the personnel – See, Fred, I don't. I don't, I think what they're gonna try to do is not have Fred Warner on him, right? You know, unless it's pass catching out of the backfield. And so I'm hoping that Fred. It's all gonna come down to personnel, depending on how they come out. They come out in eleven. They come out in twenty one. It all depends. And so Fred's gonna have assignments, and they're gonna do their best to alleviate Fred from from being on the running back. I can I can promise you that at the culture pretty smart when it comes to stuff like that so fred's just got to play extra smart and if he does i believe he'll win one out of the ten <laughs> <laughs> as long as that one's a fumble i'm cool as as a, that's it. right it'll be the turnover. It'll right. be the turnover. it's the only one that's gonna count because you know because I mean? like kyle said you know 49ers have got to start getting more turnovers they do other thing with execution is turnover turnover so maybe maybe we'll get a turnover and That'll be that one. But let me ask you this question, right? Like, you can't predicate your team off of getting turnovers. Right. Right? Because right. that's by chance, right? Like, that's that's by luck. 
and and then even if you do force the turnovers, we need to recover the turnovers, like right. right? And so like right. that's more luck. And so, yes, I would like to see them, but I don't want to sit there and be like, yo, we got to force a fumble. Next thing you know, we giving up a big play, exactly, an interception, and it goes right through our hands. And next thing you know, it's a big touchdown or something. Especially because it's gonna be raining. Hey, hey, Mo, Mo's knows that I um have these quotes, right? Okay. So I'm going to tell you what my grandma told me. Okay. Luck is when hard work meets opportunity. Mm. Mm. So if we working hard, the opportunity is there. We should be getting some of these turnovers, man. We're not taking advantage of the opportunities. Or they're not working hard enough. Or they're not working hard enough. Ah. I got the deal. Hey. I got you. All right. I'm good for at least one to show, Mo. No, you, you <laughs> always. I, I love it. Always. Always. That sounds now, here's great. Here's the thing, though. Hmm? Here, here, here's why I'm encouraged. Be if you look encouraged. at... Well, you got you songs. Got a, I mean, you got a song. Did you say the words, bro? Then the songs come. Mm-hmm. Always got a song. You need to... What's that, what's that Jamie Foxx show? The j- with the have, jingles? Oh, no, yeah. no. Um, um, Shazam. Yeah, you need to be on that, yeah, dog. You could have exactly. won something super red. <laughs> I know, I know your mental Rolodex of songs is it's crazy, bro. Crazy, bro. Everybody always tells me that, that I need to be on those. Um, those, those like, yeah, like, like, yeah, fair. You see it live. It's I not like it live, bro. It's not like, like, like this is this like, I just, you just switch. He'd be like, doop, 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 doop. all I, all right I right said in. was, I'm encouraged, and he got a song, boom, yep. off of one word. Yeah, but Thanks. looking at. Looking at Jonathan Taylor's stats over five games. Okay. The three games where he did not have 100 yards mm-hmm. are against good teams. Rams, he right. only had 51 yards. Mm-hmm. Titans, he only had 64 yards. Mm-hmm. And the Baltimore Ravens, he only had 53 yards. Yeah, I don't expect him to get a, a bunch of yards. I don't. He only I, had you know, 200 yard games coming against Miami and Houston. Okay. And when he had hundred yard games against those teams, the Colts won. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think with the way know. our defense is playing, we haven't had a hundred yard rusher. Bingo. Right. And I don't think this week Jonathan Taylor will be that guy to break a hundred yards on us. I agree. I agree. I agree. But I'm starting in fantasy because I guarantee you they get down to that goal line. Hey, me to that. <laughs> me too. They're gonna give him it three times. Oh yeah, all four times. Me too. I'm starting to. It's so. I mean, but I don't. And it, he'll probably rush for for thirty yards. They better learn from us in the Bills and kick the field goal. We better learn from the Bills and kick the damn. Field goal. <laughs> exactly. We better learn from ourselves and kick the damn field goal. Exactly. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> for real. Look, this is this what it is, man. Look, um, yep. now Jonathan Taylor, like I agree with you, Mose. He. I don't know if it's because the Colts don't utilize him properly or he just can't – he's not great against good defenses. But the 49ers have a top 10 D, and I expect them to go out there and stop the run. But hold up. That also is predicated on the fact that Javon Kinlaw is out there. And I know Mo Hurst is going to be there, but he's effective, but he's rotational. And so if Kinlaw is not there, this might be a great day for the running game. Not saying it'll get 100 yards, but you might see us get gashed. Nice. And so that's going to cause problems for Fred Warner and the linebackers. Because if that hole isn't plugged, 
it could cause problems. That's all I'm going to say. So I'm banking, I'm hoping, I'm praying that Kinlaw get, you know, some plastic knees or something and put on his joints just to play on Sunday because he's going to need to be out there because this could be a potential to be a big run. Is this the best running back that we would have faced all season? We had Miles Sanders. We had the dude Swift. We had Swift, Sanders. Uh, no, Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones is Aaron better. Jones. Oh, Aaron Jones is the best. Yep. Yep. Yeah, and we, contained, we contained him. We contained, yeah, we contained Aaron we Jones. We did. Now, that was partly because of their game plan. They didn't want right. Aaron Rodgers killed, and he yeah. snapped the ball and protect. threw it. Like, there you go. <laughs> He, he threw the ball I, 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 <laughs> two seconds every snap. So I, I want to kill Carson Wentz, guys. Like, like, yeah, like, yeah, like because only because he left a bad taste in my mouth the last time he played us. And Carson Wentz put the Philadelphia Eagles on his back and beat the 49ers. Yeah, I don't sure know if he that game. Mm-mm. He mm-hmm. legit did that, and so he should have no ankles, and we should be able to to you know. Handle yeah, I, see, I say he I say he benefited more from how that defense played than him mm-hmm. putting them on his back, but I understand. But he was like he was when the plays were breaking down, bro. He was gashing us up on the ground. Yep. Like he, he him. Had, we played them at the like most ideal time for him, though. True. Like, he came in right after all them injuries hit. Yeah. Like he yeah. came perfect yeah. time. Yeah, like he played a if he no played Bosa, full strength, no Ford. Yeah, I, he, he was I don't that think way. I don't think Ken Law played in that game. No, like, Sally, Sally that, was playing. That's why I agree with you. I I agree, yeah. but he still he did he did what he had to do because we still put it on. <laughs> that's the game. Yeah, Brandon did, Ayuk had the hurdle catch. Yes, you know <laughs> he jumped over a whole defensive back. So awesome. Yeah, <laughs> wasn't that Darius Slay? He jumped over at the time. I think that was. No, I think that was either Avante Maddox or some guy who's not there. Yeah, anymore. I think it might have been Maddox. Yeah, I'm trying to remember that jersey. I'm trying to remember what the jersey was. I think it might have been Maddox. You guys talk about Brandon Ayuk yet? No, not at length. But we can as soon as we do this last uh, Peachy's pieces. Go ahead and roll this Peachy's pieces right here. All right, so another matchup is really going to be cool. And this is going to be kind of like a duality because of some breaking news that came out. But we have T.Y. Hilton versus Emmanuel Mosley, which is probably going to turn into um, Michael Pittman Jr. T.Y. Hilton may not play. Really? Um, going against Mosley. He aggravated the injury? Um, T.Y. got hurt, and he, he's not practicing, so we're not exactly sure what his status is going to be. So it's kind of up in the air. I'm not. I'm not playing mostly on Pittman, though. Right, which is why I I have mostly in Norman. Um, oh, this defense. added Norman to it. <laughs> so they have no Paris, and then right. they not have him. Right. I, at the end of the day, Hilton is still their best receiver. If, exactly. if he was healthy, man. Oh yeah. I remember Hilton in his heyday, y'all. Yeah, yeah. Of course. That cat was cooking in fantasy, bro. Oh yeah. Look. He was cooking, and so mm-hmm. he unfortunately just can't get right this year or the last year or the year before that. Yeah. He, he just can't get right. And you saw, what, the ADR passed last week? Like, he just yeah. came in, and it was just like that, boom, right back to Hilton. So I was like, oh, snap. Exactly. Wentz got, got a weapon. Yep. Um, you know what? Who we didn't factor in? Is Quinn Nelson going to be back this game? No. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Oh, so, so he's not going to play? I think this is nope. third third game on IR. Yeah. 
Yeah, if he's oh, not he playing play. this game, uh, he'll be back the next month. Welp. Yeah. <laughs> Thank goodness. You have to worry about. Yeah. Don't worry about Nelson. Like I said, if if the Colts win this game, Carson Wentz is going to have to do it. And right. I don't think he'll be able to get away from this defense. Yeah. Like, not the way that they're pinned. They got their ears pinned back. Not the way that they're containing lanes. They're containing the sides. And and I don't even think they got to even, like, send blitzers in this game. I think they're going to come out and just rush the four. Right. And let them have their way. Yep. That's how it's it's probably going to go. But um, so as far as this goes, everyone already knows about T.Y. Hilton. Everybody's familiar with T.Y. So there's no reason no, to go gee. anything that you got to say. If you guys don't know T.Y., then you need to get familiar with him. But because, <laughs> uh, man, he's a beast. But um, the thing about Michael Pittman, though, is that he does make quick cuts in and out of his breaks. And he's actually got very good agility for a player of his size. He has adequate speeding and stretch the field, catching balls downfield. And he's also very good in the short to intermediate routes as well. And he, and he also is a good leaper. So his ability to high point the ball beating the defensive backs for the rebound. Pittman has jumps, hops, I guess you would say. Sound like Brandon Ayuk. Right, yeah. just yeah. like Ayuk. They throw to their yeah. receiver because they don't care if he can't run the route tree. Mm-hmm. They don't care if he can run the route tree, Kyle yeah. Shanahan. They just throw it to him. That's right, exactly. <laughs> Let me ask you this. How important is it for these wide receivers to be able to, to be able to run the route tree, and if Kyle Shanahan wanted a wide receiver to run the route tree, he could have drafted Jerry Judy, and I'm glad that he didn't because Jerry Judy can't get right either. Okay. But my point is, he would have drafted. He's hurt on IR. Uh-huh. But my point yeah, is, but he's, he's coming back though. It was short. Yep. Yep. Oh no, no, no! I know. I'm just saying. Yeah. He, he just seems injured. All that, yeah. Uh-huh. But my point is, like, if he really wanted a route tree guy, a guy that could get open. And run these routes crisp and, and all that. Like he clearly drafted the wrong wide receiver. And so I don't understand why they're uh Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch are like, oh, he has to he has to get better. I get it. You want him to get better at running routes, but how about you just let him do what he does well? Like he he's a you get him in man coverage, guys. He can win his one-on-ones. He can high point a bat I was about to say basketball, he can high point the football. Right, and then you just throw it to him. Now, granted, that's not Jimmy's style. Jimmy's not throwing it deep because Jimmy needs guys that can cut across the field and get open, and that's why Brandon is struggling, guys. But when Nick Mullins was back there, you didn't hear about Brandon Ayuk struggling. That's right. Nick Mullins would throw the ball, or CJ Beffitt would get the ball down the field. Mm-hmm. We have a quarterback that no one feels is ready to play football. For some reason, you draft the guy, you just don't feel like he's ready because he don't know the whole playbook or he can't decipher the, the defenses on the field. I, I I bet you could throw the ball down the field if he sees a guy in man coverage. Can we right. all agree to that? Right. He can locate mm-hmm. in man without help and throw it down there. Right. We watch him do it. And so, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, like, uh, it goes back to what we were talking about earlier with him drafting and them drafting the best available. Can you imagine him, Trey Lance, right now with CD Lamb? No, I 
There, there's so many receivers. There's a bunch. But I get, but I get Brandon I you can I'm do not, what Lamb does, guys. He can, he can. But for whatever reason, I, I just told you the reason. Uh, they don't ask Lamb to run all the right, routes. Right, right. They got Amari Cooper to do that. Mm-hmm. Correct. Well, we got Debo Samuel that seems to be running his route trees, right? Yeah, and Debo, they said the same thing about Debo when he first came in about him not knowing sure all the route tree. They sure him not being did. able to run, run all the routes. That's why I don't get it. That's why I don't understand at the end of the day. Like, I'm still confused. I get you want him to be better. You want him to do this. But why can't that happen over time and you let him yes. do what he's great at? Right. And now right. when you get him involved, what well, happened? What happened to Kyle stretching the field? You put in a veteran, Travis Benjamin, who I just don't think can run the routes. Man, right? stop saying that name. I just don't understand now why you put him in and then target him. And then you got a guy that you can hit down the field and you don't yeah. target. You have him running routes. I watched Brent Ayuk almost get killed. Right. I mean, it's, it's, it's the person throwing the ball. But yes, I, I I see people saying that they don't trust BA. You can't tell me that you don't trust a guy that can win a 50-50. No, he's right. He they is. Don't, they don't trust. They don't I, trust. And I don't even him. know if it's a they. It's Kyle. Don't trust. He's BA. talking about him and John. They don't. They don't trust him in running the routes. They feel like he's gonna either get the quarterback killed, he's not gonna break the route fast enough, and the quarterback's gonna take a sack like Jimmy. And we got a quarterback like Trey who can avoid a sack. I, I, I just wanted to know what y'all thoughts were on BA. Like, I get it. He's he's struggling because the last thing I heard was he's struggling with his route tree, and that's what the issue is with Brandon. <sighs> just like Javon Kinlaw's issue in development is his knees. Like that. That's what's going on, guys. I don't know if he's in the doghouse, but clearly they're saying, you know, it's it's they're not saying it, but it's clearly out there now that he's not running or breaking out of his routes crispy he's not running them consistently right and so that's why he's not getting the targets what are your thoughts on that it's fucking stupid <laughs> i mean but but most right i mean he's, he he's not right. wrong at all like, it, like right. it, it's just like you're just trying to make these players what? like scapegoats. Like I'm trying to figure out, like, what are you like? What there's are you, only what are you there's doing only here? two receivers in the wide. Re- there's only two wide receivers in the league right now that run perfect routes. Yes. Name both of those wide receivers. The boy who beat us up a couple weeks ago. <laughs> Thank you. And who's the other one? Devontae Adams and Keenan Allen. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Devontae I Adams mean, and yeah. Keenan Allen are the yeah. only two wide receivers in this league right now that run every route perfectly. I agree. The only two. But that's what Kyle, but Kyle is saying. He wants his receivers to be that. So so trade for Keenan Allen. <laughs> right, right. Trade <laughs> for Devontae <laughs> Adams. Hey, hey, you know what? Next year, Devontae yes. might be available. Huh? Devontae might be available next year. So if he's available next year, you better yeah. do everything that you can yeah, to go right. sign Devontae Adams and bring him to San Francisco. He's like, he's, a, he's, he's a Cali kid anyway. <laughs> bring him back to Cali. I, but, but, but my issue is you could have drafted that type of guy. Right. You could have drafted him. That no, would that would have drafted you could have drafted Justin Jefferson and we yeah. would not be having uh, yes. preaching. And and Minnesota is not even using him 
in the rock tree. Right. He's running he's nines, running bro. He's running, he's running, he running nines. nines. He's, he's, he's running. All Justin Jeffer, Justin Jefferson runs drags, slants, nines, and, and he's dips. running double moves. That's it. Right. His double, his double move game is crazy. Yeah, that's all out he's up. running. Because the only double he runs is out and up. That's it. That's, that's it. Just, that's that's it. Just right. All he's running is a boop boop, and I'm gone. That's yeah. it. Yep. Uh, I can't. But he's I, finding a way to get open and create separation based off of the way yeah. he plays the game. Right. So isn't uh, that your job as a coach, though? There's, like, there's, you work there's, around there's, the talent that you have. Don't make no, the talent you, work. But, but, but it's not. It's not coaching. It has nothing to do with coaching, you guys. Remember, it's not. It's not. It's not the coaching. It's. I don't. What. Here's what's pissing me off because Kyle played wide receiver, but he wasn't any good. No, right. he couldn't create separation. He wasn't any good. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, so for and a he didn't coach even make it to the professional the, level. Who, no. who played the position and wasn't any good. <laughs> how are you going to tell these kids how to run routes? Usually, it's usually the one. I just said this to my students today. Usually, the people that give you the worst critiques. Don't know sh about what you what you do. They, they've never that, did it before, mm -hmm. bro. Just call the play, right. scheme it up, design it because you know schematically it'll work. Mm -hmm. But don't tell this kid how to run run a route. Right. He's no. a better wide receiver than you ever were. This kid right. was probably a better wide receiver than you ever was when he was ten. Right. This right. is why I was saying that Debo. My was son is a better wide receiver than Kyle Shanahan Kyle right now. <laughs> right now, and all he plays is flag football. I bet you he can run them routes. And catch. You know? Do you know who his daddy is? Yeah. You better. You better be goddamn sure. My son know how to run them routes. I bet you he can run them routes. I know that. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Y'all got right. me upset. God no, no, no. Because I'm gonna let y'all go to bed soon. Here's the thing. Kyle Shanahan. This is we're 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 struggling because our coach is struggling. I'm just going to put it up there. Amen. I understand yeah. that it comes down to execution. I realize that Kyle does dial up certain plays and they're poorly executed. But again, that's still a reflection on the coach. Because then what the if coach his play calling ain't being executed right? Right. What if his game plan is, is part of the bad execution? There you go. Mm. That, that's, why I'm coming, that's why I'm getting down to it. And what I mean, what I'm trying to say to that is, if your plays don't work, then you have to make the adjustment. Right. Because you have to pick, look at your players and say, oh, you know what? I got something. I know and, and you. They don't know you, but I know you. We could do this. Right. That's what the head coach is supposed to be doing, bro. Didn't, like, he, do that? Didn't he do that with Mullins? He did didn't he do Mullins. that with Beathard? He did, with Beathard. Huh? he did it with his quarterbacks, but he didn't do it with Trey. So that's why I'm confused. Trash. It's, it, I, I agree. It's, hey. con, it's confusing. Hey, and, and Johnny Cochran, rest in <laughs> peace, said something. What do you That say? makes so much sense right now. If the glove, if the glove fit, don't if the fit, glove fit, don't fit. You must you quit. Must quit. Hey, man. Jim, hey, hey, Kyle, the glove ain't fitting, man. It's not fitting, bro. Mm -hmm. It's not fitting. That's why can, I, can, I don't understand. You cannot get your hand in that isotoner. No, this little, no. this little part That's of the, the palm at the bottom. Yeah, this thin. should That's not be exposed. <laughs> this little area right here should be covered. Right. If you see any of this meat, yes, it don't fit, brother. Yes, because it's I'm like, all right, 
our lesson plan, right? That's that's mm-hmm. game plan, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And I come in prepared. But some days my students just don't give a shit about they just a lesson. Be on one. I'm... What do I do? Sit there and continue to go with the lesson plan and, and make them expect them to do what I have. I better switch it up or I'm going to lose my class. Yep. Right. And I deal with 11th and 12th graders. And Yikes. once you lose them, it's a wrap. It's over. And so I don't understand. I, I, I just, this is not a, I'm not trying to bash Kyle. I'm just hoping this week I will say that I'm seeing improvements in his pressers. He's starting to say things that I'm not saying I believe him, but it sounds like he's been reflecting over the past week, my brothers and sisters. That's what it sounds like. He's been doing some self-reflection because he gave Trey Lance probably the greatest praise I've ever heard in my entire life in his presser today by saying how great he is at what he does. And that's why you have a quarterback like that that can stand. I it almost said like it almost sounded like he was moving on from Jimmy if Trey Lance was healthy. But we all know Trey Lance is healthy and Kyle is not ready to move on from Jimmy. So like, it's, it's, it's weird. Like, he says one thing and does something totally different, but we're using the injury clause thing, mm-hmm. you know, to kind of, like, put up. So I fully expect you guys that Jimmy will be out there on Sunday Night Football. I fully expect him to stomp his pinky toe and then I don't. And then Nate Sudfield will come in and, and win the game. That's exa- and and that's what I fully expect. We're gonna see a Nate Sudfield Sunday. I, I can guarantee it. Please don't juice that quarterback into at existence. this point. He said, "Put juice that quarterback." Just do it, man. Just because you have the pieces, he has the pieces, but they're not executing properly to his standards. Right. So you got to adjust the standards. Bro, he, 20, I hate using that year, right? But there was this game, I remember, against the Saints where, like, he pulled out so many stops. Yes. It was beautiful play calling. Like, it set up, like, the first two plays set up the third one. Like, he had the freaking hand off the juice where he pitched it after. Like, yo, yo. Where's that Kyle, man? Why is why right. do we have this person who everybody on the whole stadium knows what we're doing? Us watching the games on TV know what we're doing, and Kyle don't think the defense knows what we're doing. It's not the same I, team. Uh, man. It's the same name, same brand, different caliber of play, different mentality. I think Kyle is scared. Cause Jimmy ain't right. He's scared to play Trey. Cause Trey not right in his eyes. And because of that, it's gonna cause the 49ers to lose more games. I'd rather lose with Kyle going all in on somebody. Me too. Mm-hmm. Feel me? Yeah. Me too. Let, let, let Kyle say, you know what, Trey? Bump it. We all in, bro. This is what I know you could do. Cause that's what he was saying. He said Trey is not just a mobile quarterback. Trey can do things that other quarterbacks can't do. Basically, you just said Trey is Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, and maybe somebody else. Like, that's what he's saying Trey is. Yes. Justin Hebert. Ja- her- her- I don't Herbert. know if Hebert run her- a lot. Her- he- Herbert he- takes he- a lot. No, he can scoop. He can scoop, he- 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 he can he- scoop he- if he got to get out of here. Oh, yeah, he can he- go. And, s- and so with that being said, you have I the I wanted guy. Justin Herbert, too. 
but you won't play the guy because I don't think he wants the league to see the guy. I, I don't think it's not that he's not ready. I don't think he's ready to uh, unleash him to the NFL. What I, Breezy, what did I say a few weeks ago? It ain't the fact that Trey ain't ready. It's Kyle the ain't ready. Kyle's not ready. I got you. Kyle That's not a ready. fact, Mose. That's a I got fact. You. And, Kyle, and honestly, contribution, guys. honestly yeah. Kyle, Kyle's not ready. I'm sure there's there's a whole lot of stuff, other stuff he wants to scheme up, and he probably didn't have enough time in the offseason because he is a head yes. coach, and maybe his he is doing head coach like things. And the fact that we're paying Jimmy twenty five million dollars, right. right? I I don't once we once we move off from Jimmy, get that twenty five million dollars back. We can put that into other areas if we want to beef up the <laughs> offensive line, if we want to beef up the the secondary. If we want to beef up the interior of that defensive line, if we want to make sure we add depth for the injury issues that this team is having, we'll have all of that money. I could see we, them moving on from Lakin. I could see them moving on. I, I could see it. I could see them moving on, and I could see them going out and getting, you know, some pieces. Do it. Listen, do cool it. it. Do it. And appar- apparently they're, they're going to be – some personnel changes too, as far as the coaching staff. If you want to, if you want to move on from Scangarello because Jimmy's gone and Scangarello is not the coach that you need for, for Trey. Trey Lance, yeah, bye bye. Do it. I can see that. We got a super chat contribution from the lovely Miss Debbie. She says they say BA's not getting separation, but he'll damn near break his neck to catch a pass. Just Debbie, he does more than that, yo. He puts his hands out there for passes that are uncatchable, mm-hmm. goes down and almost does splits to catch pass. Like, but no, that no, that's but that's exactly her point. She, yeah, yeah. you you worried saying. about him not getting separation, but he's doing everything else, putting his body on the line, mm-hmm. almost getting killed with some of these hospital balls from Jimmy, and right. he's doing everything all else. These, and these, then they're um... in special teams when. He catches the ball. It seemed like the special teams is always good until they punt to Brandon Ayuk, and then they right down in his face. That, that's another. That's yeah, another no, pressure that pissed there. me off, yo. That's him high tire. <laughs> yeah. That's him high tire pressure. That just pissed yeah. me off, yo. Yeah. 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 He's so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Bro, he's he's so he's so politically correct that mm-hmm. it's like. It doesn't sound genuine. Okay. And like I said before, I know you don't want to openly criticize your players on a press conference like that, but it, it just it just sounds it's to me it just sounds so yeah, it's fake. Let me know if it you just caught sounds this. so like let me know if you caught this, right? Mm-hmm. He said that yeah, Brandon Ayuk, you know, he's doing a good job, but he's gotta get better. Saying the same stuff the rest of the coaches are saying. I've never heard him say that about Brandon Ayuk, too, by the I, way. When when did he say that? He said that today. He said uh, he he started with they said, "What do you think Brandon Ayuk's potential on special teams is?" Mm-hmm. He said, "I think Brandon Ayuk's potential is limitless." And he actually blamed execution on the blocking of the special teams for why Brandon Ayuk hasn't been successful mm-hmm. and hasn't broken off a big run. The first thing out of his mouth was his potential is limitless. And I'm like, You've been watching the same Brandon Ayuk we all been watching. <laughs> but I'm, if you keep watching that presser, he said that he's got to get better. 
I don't know what he was talking about because he better at what he got to he got to catch the ball, run the ball, and block. I, he got to catch, run, make, and make the people miss. Like, <laughs> like I don't know. I, like it doesn't make sense. Is what I'm trying to say. My point None. is he's piggybacking off of what the rest of the coaches are saying. Like they're telling right. him to say, oh, yeah. Right. Especially say when right. he when he mentioned when he mentioned execution. Yeah. After oh, Kyle yeah. mentioned yeah. execution, so that was the was thing. Like, oh, that's my execution. point. Like he's in line. <laughs> With the that rest was, of the coaches and, or his and, ass is right. fired. And y'all and y'all coaches meeting today, the talking point was execution. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, 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 what what yeah. do Elmo say? The latter of the day. <laughs> well, the word of the day is <laughs> was execution. And and here, and this is what he also said. So they asked him about Debo mm-hmm. returning. He said, Well, Debo returned for kickoff, you know, four returns in college and, and blah, 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 whatever, whatever. But he's like, he, 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 he didn't, I don't know if he said that Debo's our best player out there on offense, but he said something about him being the best out there. And so we can't have him in on special teams you, risking an injury. But you, you, know you also said, yeah. You know what he also said? What? When Brandon, when Debo Samuel's out there, that's a Kyle decision. And see? So now, because Kyle isn't happy with special teams, mm-hmm. Kyle is overstepping. He said, whenever Kyle wants Debo in there, he'll come to me and let me know, and we get him in there. Yeah. So whenever you see Debo, that's Kyle being pissed off that the special yeah. teams isn't moving the ball and giving yeah. him yeah. the ball mm-hmm. in good position. And he's going to Tim Hightower, and he says, scratch this, what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Put, I want Debo back there. Yep. Yeah. They, they're going to get Debo injured, man. That's what I'm so afraid of. And and this is why I was always opposing, opposed having Brandon Ayuk as the returner. Yes. Don't want him getting injured. Me too. Never wondered, that was my thing. And people mm-hmm. were like, oh, he's a football player. He knows how to protect himself. I was like, yo, mm-hmm. OBJ did it. Well, he not OBJ. Right. right? No. And he not Deion Sanders. And he's not, and he's Brandon Ayuk. And I right. want him making spectacular plays on the offense. Because you had him at one point stretching the defense, which opened up the middle of the field for the pass and the run game. And now you have no one to take the top off the D. We're back at square freaking one. Yeah, right. That's the frustration from this fan base. It's not the fact that they're mad that Jimmy Garoppolo's in there. They're mad at Trey Lance. I don't think the fan base care who played quarterback if they're seeing Execution, like, like. <laughs> I know who else does not care. Alex Mack does not care what quarterback is out there. He just wants to win. Whichever quarterback gives him the best chance to win, that he doesn't care about. Well, he better, he better step anymore. up his play at center. Then <laughs> he better do something, man. He, he, he. Look, I look. Kyle, Kyle blamed basically. Trey Lance for the offensive line's decline last week. Mm-hmm. You okay? Yeah, we. Yo, you okay? I saw that first play of the game. Right. I I, I saw that first play. I saw how Brunskill got beat with a basic ass move by a a forty seven year old Corey Peters. You okay? That was that was Trey's fault, right? You have a you have a center in Alex Mack who goes to the side where there are two guys 
instead of the side where there are three guys. So Brunskill gets beat badly by Corey Peters. And then you have McGlinchey having to go up, having to choose between do I block J.J. Watt or do I block Chandler Jones? This was on the first play of the game. On the first play of the game, they put Chandler Jones and J.J. Watt hip to hip across from Mike McGlinchey, rushed both of them at him, and made Mike choose. Do I take J.J. or do I take Chandler Jones? Of course he takes J.J. You know why? J.J. set it up that way. J.J., when he rushed, he rushed to McGlinchey's outside shoulder, his right arm, forcing McGlinchey to take him. And Chandler Jones, I mean, they rubbed shoulder pads, him and J.J. Watt. J.J. Watt set that up so that Chandler could get a free release coming off the corner. And it didn't help that Brunskill got beat either. Now you got two guys coming at Trey Lance, and that's why he had to scramble on that first play. And the fans go crazy, like, here goes Trey Lance making something happen, running the ball. That wasn't designed that way. He actually had Brandon Ayuk wide open over the middle. If he had time in the pocket, he would have hit him for a 15, 20 yard game. And you could tell when he dropped back, he was trying to throw it. He, he was, was looking, right. he was looking yeah. right there. It's just that out of his right, like his right peripheral. When you see 55 coming at you unabated, I, mean, I don't even think he saw him. I, I look like he felt him because he wasn't. I think he, I no, you're right. I think he felt 55 and he saw 90. Saw, yes. Because Brunskill got beat so, so bad. bad. Like, that was right in front of him. So, yeah, he definitely seen that. He saw but, 90 and felt 55, 55 and was like, I'm gone. And, and that's when he took off. That's when he took off. We got another Super Chat contribution, man. Thank y'all so much for your contributions. And rocking with us, man. I know it's late. You know what I'm saying? Is this Jaguayo 56? Jaguayo? I hope I've said it, it right. I think it's Jay Aguayo. Oh, Jay Aguayo. That's even I better. Think. I mean, not that it's worse. Like, first initial, last name, last, Jay Aguayo yeah. 56? Yeah. Hey, Jay, why don't you put the capital J and then the capital A? And then I'm not going to tell you how to do your show. Thank you so much for the contribution. <laughs> he says, I just can't imagine Joe Montana not trusting John Taylor. Bill Walsh would not. Yo, Bill Walsh, I heard, was a menace to society, bro. I heard that mm-hmm. dude was mean. Mm-hmm. And that's what we heard. That's we what heard we heard. That, what, last week on uh, Shant Club NFL, shout out to Nick Cork, a.k.a. Alfred the Butler. The Butler. I heard uh, the interview mean. that he had with uh 49er Jesse great Jesse Spolo. Yeah. He said, but yeah, but he it, in, in the public, he gave y'all the presidential <laughs> smile. But behind closed close doors, doors, let me tell you. <laughs> I wonder yeah. if Shanahan is like that. Ah, uh, I mean, I'm sure he is. Kyle Shanahan dropped a lot of F-bombs <laughs> on, on national television. Yeah. And so I I, I think. I probably I, and I, I would I would love to be a fly on the wall, I, but I feel like Kyle Shanahan's rant sound more like temper tantrums than like a, a head coach that's really like chewing you out. Yeah, because it sounds he's like he's it. more complaining and like, it's why aren't you guys running the plays like I want to? That doesn't, that doesn't Gosh, sound. Gosh like darn it! <laughs> you got like he, he looks like he gives a little bit more mean, but I don't think Kyle's an alpha. Oh, we already talked about that. Yeah, that so. I mean, I think he he's a he's a he's a fraud alpha. So, so and I think the players figured it out. So he's a he's a fraufa. He's a yeah. He's an alpha. Fraufa. Alpha. <laughs> alpha I gotta say this. I wanna go outside. <laughs> in, in the rain. 
Yo, did you know Just Blaze sampled that for that Jay Z joint? Absolutely. Okay, I just want to make sure, just making sure we're on the same thing, man. My man said I look like the dude that played Raekwon in the Wu Tang. Oh wow! What's up, son? Yo, you know what I mean? Nah, I mean, nah, I mean. I mean. Quickly, quickly to go back to Jaguar's comment. I don't think it's the quarterbacks not trusting BA. I think it's Kyle. Yeah, it, it's, I think if it's more of the coach not trusting the player than it is the quarterback. Yeah, because Jimmy's still throwing on the ball and Jimmy's almost getting them killed. Yeah, man. It's, it's yeah. I mean, all right. So all right, because we're gonna go home. We're gonna go to bed. But Jimmy's balls are are we are bad. They're bad. Trey balls are just overthrown. Right. They're severely overthrown or severely underthrown. Mm-hmm. Good balls look better than Jimmy's good balls, Paul. Right. And so I understand when people say that Trey can't read the defense or whatever. I get it. He shouldn't be able to, in my opinion. Dude is, is a rookie. But when you when you start a quarterback can't do it, right. that's the problem. That's and what so I feel time. Jimmy looks like he's trying to th- so so here's why I think Jimmy gets the passes. Jimmy I hate playing the devil's advocate thing, but I think he feels that the receivers should be where he's throwing the ball to. And I think that's what the issue is. If this makes sense cuz remember when we had Emmanuel Sanders, Jimmy was throwing the ball to spots. And Emmanuel was there to receive it at those spots. But there were also different passes. They were deeper. They were different types of routes. They were balls that had touch on them. They weren't those quick slant throws, them, them read, them seven slants, them five slants. They weren't those that had to be darts, which need to be on an angle. Not a line, but the angle so that the receiver can put his hands out in front of him, opposed to behind him, and catch the ball. So... I, I wonder if that's why Jimmy gets all the passes in the world because his receivers aren't getting to the spots quick enough. This is what this is off coming full circle. It's the receivers. But don't y'all think if we change the goddamn routes and stop running all these quick whatever, like let mm-hmm. Jimmy drop back and just throw the damn ball. Shoot. Right. Who do we have to lose? Worst thing that can happen is an interception. I mean, and <laughs> and a pick six would be worse than the interception. But I'm just saying, right? <laughs> I think that's what I would like to see um, come Sunday. I really think that the 49ers can beat the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, their offensive line is depleted, yet they can run the ball against bad teams. Mo said it earlier on the show: 49ers are the top ten defense. They're number ranked number seven. I don't see how the run game is going to be a problem. I do think it would be a little bit of a hindrance if Javon Kinlaw isn't out there. We saw how DeAndre Swift, is that his name? He was gashing the 49ers week one. Even though... He only had 53 yards. Even though, but they were big runs. That's all I'm saying. And you're right. You're right. They're, they're limiting. They're giving up big runs, but they're limiting like the 100 yards. And then if it's 100, it's in totality, running backs and quarterbacks, wide receivers, right? It's it's in totality. So you're right. 
there's still I just don't want to see the 49ers get gassed for big yards because I don't want them mentally to get frustrated and get down on themselves and then put themselves in a hole. And the next thing you know, they're digging themselves out of their own grave at the very beginning of the game. They got to come out strong and stop the run. I'm laughing because you laughing. I don't even know what you're laughing at. You know what's crazy? What? Even with our secondary depleted as it is, it's still number seven. No, no, number seven in total defense. Yeah. We are tied for number one and in defensive passing yards given up. I know. Buffalo Bills and 49ers have I, both given I, up 1,083 we look, passing yards. We were yards. looking this up earlier, PC. This is, we were just like, this? Like, what, and I understand what? we played one less game, but still. That, look, to be tied for y'all. one in passing yards with exactly the way our That's what I said. Is right I, now. I, I keep trying to tell the world that you didn't even know that theory is not the issue. I, I'm telling you, like you're they're mad at Josh Norman because he gets penalties. Josh Norman, as long as he plays for the 49ers, is going to get those penalties because that's his style. He, he he's a he's a physical defender that's gonna get up in your face. They're trying to make him play a tad bit different. Go watch the last game. They're making Josh Norman play five to seven yards off the defender. Then he gets burnt for the underneath routes. Now y'all mad at him because he's not playing. This is how they, this is exactly what they were doing to Ambry Thomas. And now Ambry Thomas is going to be a project for the rest of the year. And this is why Mo says he's a man guy if you let him play physical enough he's not going to get beat deep and even if he gets the step on him he's going to have the speed to play catch up josh norman ran down the field toe for toe hip to hip with with Devonte hopkins in that game now Devonte ate him up underneath but he didn't get beat deep by the um by deandre hopkins i said Devonte. i put them together i shouldn't have did but that's what i'm trying to say I think that the secondary is straight. I think that the linebacking core is decent and straight. And I think that the front seven is just going to continue to get healthy. Um, wish our guy named uh, Shark is going to be back. KK is back this week. Peachy, I, I don't see how these Indianapolis Colts are going to cook. Now, if they line Michael Pittman up in the slot, that's going to be scary. That's a big mm-hmm. dude. But I bet you Shark will chop him down. Yeah. Or do you do you do you remove? Guess who's been playing well in the slot? And guess who's ranked high on PFF? Dante Johnson. Is he playing? Hold on, let me look at the injury report. Is wasn't he on the injury report? He might have been. No, he's not. That'll be your nickel. No, they put if they happen to line Michael Pittman up in the slot. That'll be your nickel. Because of size, you got to play size. Y'all don't ever, you know, sometimes you got to match up guys with speed. Sometimes you got to match guys with size. You don't want Michael Pittman getting heated up. Right. You know what I mean? Like, because Peachy says that kid is a problem. They didn't mm-hmm. use him right last week because I think it was a bad matchup because T.Y. Hilton was there. If T.Y. Hilton doesn't play, this should be a great game for the 49ers secondary. Great game. Why is Dante Johnson's nickname the Barnacle? I didn't even know why you. I don't know why you <laughs> we got another contribution. John V, man, y'all chilling. It's like midnight here, man. I ain't even eat dinner. 
it's midnight. I'm going to bed. Uh, but thank you for the contribution, John. Great show, fam. You all have given your raw approach to the crazy that's happening within the team. You all are re- relieving our stress by laying it all, all by laying it all out on the table. We appreciate the hard work you all put in, and much love. We appreciate you too, bro. And thank you so much for the contribution, my guy. Um, thank you. Hope all is well with you. I haven't chat with you in a minute, bro. So I'm hoping all is well with you. Yeah, uh, we we have been um, thinking about you and sending out our our prayers and support and anything that you need from um, Nitty Gritty, man. We we got your back. So for sure, man, you okay. got it, bro. Absolutely. Like, yeah, most definitely. It's great to see you in here. Really good, but yeah, guys, like just I just a couple of questions. Um, I don't want to do score but We'll do score predictions on Sunday. So guys, yeah. if they tune, tune in to Sizzling Sunday, they can see our score predictions. Mm-hmm. New time, guys, 12 p.m. Sizzling Sunday, 12 p.m. So don't miss it. All right. We decided to do the show later for you. Mm-hmm. All right. So Sunday and get oh, I can't wait till they see what we're doing on the show. It's gonna be dope. It's a whole new twist. Um, but no, man, like those are my questions. Like how how do the 49ers lose this game, Moe's and Peachy? How do we how do we lose this game? Uh if we play like we played against the Cardinals, moving the ball but not scoring points. Okay. Um if we're not able to stop the run, uh, if if Jonathan Taylor can get going and we're not able to stop the run, we can lose this game. Um not creating turnovers. Not taking advantage of home field. Uh, there's a few ways. <laughs> wait, wait, there's there's wait, a few you, ways things can go wrong. Not, not to mention. What are you thinking, PG? Um, not to mention um, Indianapolis. If nobody didn't know, is is fourth this year in interception. So they're actually like creating turnovers, getting turnovers at an alarming rate. Mm. So with it raining and. <laughs> the crazy stuff like that. Stopping that, making sure that that doesn't happen. That's that's one of the the scariest things about this game that I'm worried about is putting the ball in their hands. So hopefully um, we won't be doing that. We also need to find a way to sustain drives. It's going to be very very important for the 49ers to limit these three and outs that we seem to have with a certain quarterback out there because the defense is definitely going to need to deal with a lot of crazy elements and we don't want them to be worn out and exhausted and trying to play catch up or anything. We don't want Carson to get in some kind of rhythm where, you know, he's just able to do that because our defense, you know, starts getting playing sloppy because they're, you know, tired, aggravated the whole nine yards. So we definitely need to concentrate on um, trying to get some sustained drives, even even if we don't even get points, because you know it's going to be hard. It's probably going to be hard to kick field goals and stuff, because you know how it is in the rain. It doesn't exactly work out all the time when you do that. But if we can at least, you know, um, like win the time of possession and make sure that we control the time of possession, that would be really good. And I think that those are some, you know, the ways because, like I said, Indy being so good at, you know, getting the ball um, from the offense, just we just can't do that. And, and they do it evenly. I mean, they got five interceptions, right? Seven fumble recoveries for a mm-hmm. total of twelve. 
turnover so far this season. Yeah, yeah. they're ranked fourth. Ugh, that's, mm-hmm. that's so ugly looking at this list. And we're we're down the bottom. We got thirtieth with yeah. two. Yeah, got two. Got a, a pick. Six. One interception and one fumble. Well, so golly, it looks so ugly. But that that that's a lot of our our, our playmakers are, are are not playing. Let's let's call it like it is. Dre Greenlaw is a playmaker on defense. Like that that's what he is. Like he might not be the best linebacker <laughs> in football, but he has his nose on the ball to make plays. Marcel Harris used playmaker, but they decided to change his position from safety because he couldn't run angles right to linebacker. And I think just him playing, uh, he was probably playing the Sam. I just think him playing the Sam, it just threw him for a loop. But now he's injured, so he's not even going to play. They signed Michael Kendrick, so you're hoping he's going to come in and be able to do something week one, but just pray he don't get hurt. He ain't played football in like two years. You know what I mean? Washed. Yeah. Like yeah, that's how it. that goes. Um, also, something else that people might want to remember is that um, Bugner did practice against Jimmy, like a whole lot, and which means he's going to know his tendencies. And we look at Grappolo, and we know ain't shit changed in what he did then, as far as like him throwing to the middle of the field and you know concentrating in the middle and all this other stuff. I mean, they're gonna they're gonna stack it. So people need to be ready for that too. They're 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 definitely going to stack eight in the box. They're going to make sure that they disrupt him when he's trying to do that, and it's going to be even doubly hard in the rain to have to deal with that. So I don't know. Kyle's going to have to have a really good game plan for, according to his thing. You know, he's he's got a good game plan going. So let's just hope that it works and that it does what it you know what it needs to do. Because that Colts defense is going to be ready to play. It might not be, you know, a premier defense in this league, but they they hold their own. They their defense is ranked 21. I ain't hearing none of this shit y'all saying. The 49ers got to go out there and, and execute. That I'm going to say the word because that's the word. And they got to they gotta limit all the mistakes. Limit, limit turnovers. Right. We always lose the turnover battle. Mm-hmm. That's the issue. Stop turning the goddamn ball over. And they got to freaking make sure that they are on the same page. From spe- from the coaching, special teams, offense, and defense, they all got to do their part. If everybody do their part, that's all they got to do. Yeah. You do your part, you win the game. That's it. If it's a team, if, if we're, we're talking team concepts and we're talking team building, then the offense got to do their part. The special teams got to do their part, and the defense got to do their part. Right. And right now, we've never had all of everybody That's doing right. their part. And now I'm starting at the head coaching because even Kyle says he effed up. Like so, at this point, they've had a week to reflect. I, my expectations are high. They've had a week to get their stuff together. Mm-hmm. And so, I don't care if we if we lose, then I'm going to be highly disappointed. Like like I'm I'm coming for the I'm coming for blood. Red rum. I'm coming for the blood. I got you. Straight up. Because there's mm-hmm. you can't have a week off right. and not sit there and change or fix some of the things you need to do. You heard the players say, "Yo, it sucks having an early bye, but let me tell you something. Trip Williams said we needed it." Yeah. We needed it. It helps us get guys back in the building, and 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 we needed time to reflect. Right. And so I expect them to be all on one accord. I really do. 
I expect the sopranos, altos, and tenors to be singing in harmony on motherfucking <laughs> Sunday night. That's what I'm expecting. And so Jimmy Garoppolo, like PG said, they're going to stack the box. If Jimmy don't know that they're going to do that by now, then the, the, I was about to say the bad word. You already know what's about to come out, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank y'all so much for tuning in. PG, take us home. I'm going yeah, to bed. Got, we got to go. I'm always got to get up early. I got to deal with kids. Do, do I? You got to work early. Come on. Thank y'all for rocking with us. But Peachy, take us home. Great job, guys. Great job, Peachy, with hosting. Thank you. Thank all of you for hanging with us. That hang with us. We had quite a crowd in here um, throughout the show, and we really, really appreciate it. Uh, sure. Interaction in the chat was always on point. It's always sure. whatever. But guys, we we just basically just all want the 49ers to win Sunday, get back into the win column. Because the only way that you can build morale and get everything back is, is to start building wins together. And this is a must-win game. And people that say that it's not a must-win game are crazy. If you're looking around at the NFC, just the NFC alone, trying to get in the playoff, like you you have we, – we have to win games. So we can't afford to be out here losing games anymore. Like we shouldn't have lost – um, some of these that we've lost already. So we we definitely need to. I do agree with Breezy. I do believe that this bye week, I mean, there's no there's no excuses. Like, all excuses are gone. You just get out there and do what needs to be done. These games were close. These games were not blowouts, which means that we had an opportunity to actually surprisingly win every single one of these games. And we did not do it, which means it's got to be something very, like, minute that we're just everybody's just got to get on the same page and they got to get together and get it done. And like he said, the words execute, execute it. Coaches got to execute a great game plan. Players got to execute when they get out on the field and we should be good. And also stay disciplined. Stop with the penalty. Stop, stop doing stupid crap. O-line. Cause that's, <laughs> that's killing us. Like guys on the O-line just stay, hey, guys, just play fundamental football when you're out there and everything will be good. But we'll we'll be back um, for a sizzling Sunday, like Breezy said, at new time at 12 p.m. So all of you guys need to make sure that you tune in. It's going to be fun because we jazz it up a little bit. So it's going to look a little different. And it's going to be fun. And uh, that's when we will, you know, have our tailgate pregame that we have for Sunday Night Football. There it is. There it is. Yeah, buddy. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you all for tuning in. On behalf of Moe's, Peachy, and your boy Breezy, keep it nitty and keep it what? Gritty. We out this joint, y'all. Peace. Thank you so much for tuning in to the podcast. Please follow and subscribe on twitch.tv backslash Wayne Breezy. Also on YouTube, YouTube backslash Wayne Breezy.